Moto One Podcast Network. I'm the Glum Glow Gunk. I love the Creative Riding Motorcycle Podcast, baby. Yeah. You know, after this interview, I sound like a fat, hairy, bearded slob. I think that's kind of a a, a weird statement. Let's go. Is, baby. You're listening to a show hosted by three sentient beings. One of them's moist, one of them's wet, and one of them's slammy. You decide. Well, in the meantime, the views and opinions of the participants of the Creative Writing Motorcycle Podcast are those of the participants and do not reflect the policy, position, or opinions of Creative Writing, Moto One Podcast Network, or any of its affiliates. Moto One made us say that, by the way. Enjoy the show. All right. Please enjoy the show, everybody. Hey, this is your boy, Junk, and I'm in the house tonight. Uh, right now, I wanted to tell everybody, I, w- I hope everyone had a great Father's Day, Father's Day weekend, all that fun jazz. I hope everyone's had a wonderful riding, um, a weekend full of riding, motorcycle events, and great kickoff to the summer. God, I can barely even talk. Uh, Which leaves me in the awkward position that uh, this week's show uh, that we bring you is just full of nothing but talking. It's about two and a half hours, so prep yourself for that, but it's 100% great. Uh, We had a whole ton. The whole garage is full of uh, some personalities and uh, you're really going to enjoy this week's show. I did want to say I was happy just to have that many people in town, uh, especially having my family out of town. I hadn't talked to anybody except for at work uh, over the phone, right? So I was just so happy to have fellow motorcyclists in the house and uh, I was a few beers in. After re-listening to this uh, and editing it down, I edited myself out a bunch. I was just, you know, I was carpet bombing the bad jokes, uh, you know, just missing here and there and everywhere, as as I do, but uh, more than usual, and just realized, hey, I need to just edit myself out and let the folks that do the, you know, do the good, good talking and have good subjects and good brains, uh, you know, take the, take the lead on this. So this is going to be a fun show. Everybody sit back. We're not going to run any ads, uh, either. So you can, uh, rest assured this is two hours of straight blabbing, uh, two and a half. Um, and with no further ado, I'm just going to, uh, get right into it. We'll, we'll buzz back to our previously recorded show and, uh, stick around till the end. All right. Love you. Bye. We got Wham and Wiggins in the house. We got Dawson's Freak, Shady Katie, Quim. Your mom. Your mom, Wilson, in the house. And then all the way here from the other side of the country, 3,247 miles in the making, East Coast Collective, MotoGP from Colorado. Don't tell me I don't know my geography. I know you're from the other side of the country. It feels like it. Yeah. For me, the country stops at uh, Colorado because that's where all the, the best people live. I don't know. You changed you change my mind. 
Yeah, right. So listen, we got a good, well, we got, maybe got a good, this was, this was Pete's idea on tonight's show. We are going to do uh, Motorcycle Urban Legends. But before we get into that bullshit, we want to go around the room really quick and talk about highs and lows. And also, I want to hear Pete... You don't have to. You don't have to hold back. You're not in. You're not in misfits territory anymore. Okay. You can say whatever you want about motorcycling <laughs> and give us your honest opinion because there's no motorcycle police down here that are going <laughs> to try to change your mind otherwise. But I want to hear about. Well, your- I do enough to ruin my own show with too much talking. I don't need to ruin yours Listen, as well. Well, I ruin it with too much talking. That's why I was hoping you did bring bring the heat. But um, let's go around the room to the left and um, Wiggins. This we it's the only uh, way I go. That is the only way you go. That's true. Fast and left. <laughs> Let's uh we last week we started something new called highs and lows. Mm-hmm. So if you have a high and a low of this week, what would it have been? Um, Getting high was get your low motorcycle. But I guess I started a motorcycle trip last week, a one day or and it got <laughs> cut short. <sighs> yeah. How far did you make it? To Julian and back. Oh, so like, yeah, I was on the bike like four and a half, five hours. Yeah. But I was like bombing back. I was still home by like noon. Yeah. Oh, shit. Wow. Yeah. You were like, bombing back. I left at like 8 a.m. Yeah. But, uh, so yeah, I don't know. And that's your, is that your, that's your high and your low? You got out for quite an epic trip, but then that's it, my low. And then I'm going to Iceland on Sunday. So maybe that's a high. Fuck yeah. Are you, are you one of those people that you're going to go, um, uh, kidnap Bjork or something like that? Bjork? Yeah. No, I don't really. Okay. I, I'm not sure who that is. I okay. think I know who that is, but I don't think I could pick her song out of anything. Nice. Wow. She doesn't really do music. She's just kind of professionally weird. Yeah. 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 Doesn't she just kind of yeah. like cry? Sure. I think so. Scream. Yeah, yeah. It's She's like a weird mix of like Yoko Ono and uh, I guess uh, – and Celine Dion, where she sings like a lot of big notes, <laughs> like Celine Dion, but she goes weird with it, like Yoko. Yeah, that's a good. That's like a perfect analogy. She used to be in this band called the Sugar Cubes that I feel like had something when she wasn't solely in control, and then yeah, after that, she you've described her perfectly. So, uh, Kim. Are you going to Iceland this week? Yeah, I'm going to go with Wiggins. What the yeah. hell? Is that your high or your low? I'll let you know when we get back. <laughs> are you riding there? Yeah, are you we guys are. riding there? <laughs> uh, I don't know. We like um, we just kind of talked about our highs and lows, so I don't know if I have too many new ones. I well, I think my high is like right now, really. Yeah. Like, the amount of testosterone with- in this room is getting me high. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like being... Uh, just getting to experience all this and meeting everybody, and we had a nice dinner tonight. Yep. Me and Wiggins recorded there one time. I took him to Senna. Oh, nice. Yeah, me and Wiggins recorded there one time, and uh, it was one of the best romantic uh, recording sessions we ever had. It was not, they dimmed the lights for us. And stuff. <laughs> yeah, they did. <laughs> a little, little fire for candles us. to the table. Fucking awesome. God, I felt so romantic after that. What is your, what's your low? Uh, probably my low is not riding up here, but oh, it's fine. It Wiggins, was, did um, you ride over? No. Yeah. See, you're yeah, not the only one. I'm and he lives five. Time. He could have fucking unicycled here, but he drove his I've car. I bicycled here several times, but yeah, last that, yeah. time I was slightly intoxicated. And <laughs> then I rode the trail back, and there was way more homeless people than yeah. I thought were there. Yeah. After dark, you were like, "Wait, <laughs> yeah. this wasn't smart." It was sketchy. 
It was real sketchy. Did you ride the Tenth Street one down to like yeah. the? Go- yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the like unpaved one, right? Yeah, there? yeah. Yeah, it was sketchy. Mm-hmm. There's that one on the south side of Tenth. There's that one spot you gotta watch out for because it, there's like all the trees there, and yeah, it's a perfect spot. Yeah. So I've slept there a couple times. Claire, what's your highs and? I'm just kidding. I know you didn't want to be on on uh, on mic. Yeah, <laughs> Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Hey, everyone here has came in a car. Am I right? Am I right? Yeah. Pete, what's your highs and your lows? Uh, well, I got to say, I, I think uh, for riding in the last week or so, uh, my big high has got to be taking the Vespa on the salt flats. Mm. Yeah. You sent me an epic pic, Raleigh freestyle. Mm-hmm. You had red underwear on, and if I remember correctly, he had black underwear on. But uh, yeah, it was pretty pretty sweet looking. Otherwise, it's real hard to tell the difference between yeah. the two photos. Pretty yeah. much. Were they lacy? His his underwear or Raleigh Freeze? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, yeah, I didn't know that you could just take your bike on the salt flats. I yeah. didn't know it was really just sort of like the world's coolest highway rest stop. <laughs> Is it like that open too? Like there's yeah. a gate. So you drive, you drive across like next to the salt flats and like through the center of a section of it when you leave Salt Lake City for an hour or longer. And right when you're getting towards the end of it, there's a essentially, I mean, it's just, otherwise it would just be a regular rest stop, like pullover, yeah. scenic view sort of thing. But there it extends a little bit further out and you can just drive your car or bike or whatever or walk most people just walk out on the salt yeah, yeah. unless you're you've got a real good plan to wash your vehicle off afterwards <laughs> i don't recommend just right yeah. but you are allowed to just ride out on the salt oh, yeah. and it's it's true you get out there and i'd say until you're above like 15 or 20 it feels a little weird yeah. but once you get up to a reasonable speed you are there's no way you can crash. It is flat. Yeah. And and we were saying too, yeah, you lose all sense of speed and and yeah. and space. So it's kind of like being on Mars except it's all white instead of red. And I yeah, it's cool. I've it, only done uh, El Mirage. And that one's like 15 bucks a day or 35 for yeah. the weekend or something. But What's like, the one? Isn't there one El Mirage is out east? Right, El Mirage is north. It's like right off the fifteen. Yeah, passing Apple Valley. What's that one that's out by like on the other side of Pine Mountain Club? You guys hear that mini bike? There's There's a a few. I hear them quite often. Yeah, there's two guys that ride actual like pull start mini bikes up and down here all the time. And like, get them on the show. Yeah, (laughs) I, I, whenever I hear it, I'm like, I'm getting on the VFR and I'm gonna hunt them down. But they're they're just put a sign on the road, like move it around (laughs) different ones. Instead of yard sale, it just has a picture of a mini bike and it says, "Hey, come, come here, free candy." Well, like, uh, yeah, El Mirage is like that. I've done, like, I've taken my sportster out, like, full flat track get up in, like, T-shirt and pants, too, like, an yeah. idiot. And that thing with the tall gear is probably 120 or something, maybe a little more. Yeah. And just, yeah. like, wrung its neck. Like, you see the tire go from wide to real tall and skinny. Mm-hmm. And it kind of, like, it's just shaking. It's just, like, normal amount. And I'm like, I don't know how fast I'm going, but you can't tell. You can't. Like, yeah, I was. I got the Vespa up to its full fifty miles an hour. It was reading just a little over fifty, and I know Vespa speedos not famously accurate, but at fifty miles an hour, like you know, if it was reading like fifty two ish on the like, how far off could I have right. been? Right, which is be you a know, pretty fast for a one two five Vespa. 
But it could have been 140 miles an yeah. hour. It could have been 28 miles an right? hour. You just get up to a speed, yeah. <laughs> and it's it's not thrilling so much as it's just eerie and weird and yeah. cool. Yeah, with you, like, w- the horizon's not coming at you. Right. It's so wide. Like even El yeah. Mirage is a lot narrower, but it's so wide that the sides are so far away that you lose that perception right. too. And the you know in front of you is so far away that it's like you're just going. Yeah, but even looking down, it's just like you're kind of you just riding on this either. big glass of yeah. milk. Uh-uh. It you, you'd <laughs> think you could see like like bits of the sand going or yeah. the the salt going by, like you know, because if you ride on a beach, you can kind of. Yeah. But no, this is not like that. I'm where I was yeah. a little more hard pack, but it's weird. It, it's super weird. Yeah, I did a, a flat track camp out a couple times out there. Like one time I got you know who Jeffrey Carver is you follow flat track? No, oh, he's like one of the pro AF. Well, he's kind of. Semi-retired? I don't know his deal right now, but uh, I, yeah, I don't know what's going on with flat track right now. But I, yeah, a, a well, lot of guys him. that a lot of yeah, he's like doing his own thing. Yeah, he's which I get it. He was, I don't know, full time racing was hard for him. But uh, so I got him to come out one year for it, and I have a video of him. We're like in third gear, chilling, just and he just like. I don't even know if he dropped a gear or just dumped the clutch and like throws the bike sideways. And I'm like, I don't know how fast we were going. Like mm-hmm. it, it was weird. Cause that, that whole speed is just, you're way off. Like you don't know how fast you're going. Yeah. Yeah. It's like when the moon is by the horizon, it looks huge. But then when it gets up in the sky and there's nothing to compare it to, it looks so tiny. And it's probably like that. There's no, there's nothing passing you to tell you to yeah. indicate you could have, if you're doing 50 or 250. Right. So yeah, right. I, I can see that. That's crazy. What about your lows? Coming here to the podcast? Yeah. Uh, uh, a low was that, you know, so I've been – several times now I've tried to – I've planned to meet Miss Emma in person. Mm. She's been on oh. my show. Uh, I, I got my ass all the way out to mid-Ohio a couple times. I was promised some it was, Emma. And it was like the one time no, she didn't go. So mm. I thought, okay – I'm fucking bringing my ass to California. Still no Emma. <laughs> Ridiculous. <laughs> wow. Ridiculous. Sad, and I I made Liza promise that she she'd make sure she was there too this time. <laughs> yeah. And no. And it didn't no. happen. So basically, Emma's just avoiding me. Is yeah. the only conclusion I can draw. Yeah. I mean, I I didn't I didn't want to say it, but it does sound like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's it's kind of awkward. <laughs> Except no, it's going to be more awkward for her because I'm just going to keep bringing it up <laughs> and <laughs> just drop the Vespa off at the shop. Yeah, just yeah, put it there with a a weird pickle on it and just mm-hmm. say, "Hey, waiting for your return." There's pee in the airbox. <laughs> I yeah. can't figure out what's wrong with this thing. Yeah, that's awesome. And I want to get into I want to get into the the whole trip up there. But yeah, I would say my highs and low this week. Let me see. My highs definitely is having more than the usual gang together. Tobor is a disassembled, so he hasn't been trying to molest me. I mean, this has been a fucking week to live for. I got three, four heroes in the house right now. And, uh, yeah, it's great. Good times. Good times. It only goes downhill from this. That's my low is that then next week <laughs> I'm going to be up here by myself. And, uh, my family is coming back tomorrow. So no more, no more good times. So yeah, it's definitely going to be, down the hills from here. Well, folks, if if I don't come on next week, you know where to find my corpse in, in the back. In the back, no I'm yard in the garden. She's gonna. I was wondering where your family was. I was like, maybe they're imaginary. Listen, you you saw the episode of the Bradys where like her her uh, Charlie Glass, my boyfriend. Charlie. Yeah, my family. <laughs> all those all those Photoshop pictures of people in my house. <laughs> 
I did pretty good, I think. Did, uh, side note, I think I saw that the Brady uh, Bunch house is for sale. Again. Yeah, is I saw it? that too. It's quite a bit. It's pretty expensive for what it is. Well, but, so well, I know. Like a lot, so, not allowed to do some, like a lot of probably, stuff Probably, right? Because yeah. it's a historic landmark. Yeah, 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 it's like a landmark now, right? But but before that, apparently uh, that, that the Brady Bunch house was only used for external shots. Yeah. So somebody bought it. And they re they did all kinds of crazy like MC Escher shit to get the inside to look just like the show because the show was a oh. set. Oh wow! Sense. And they had to pull some major magic to keep it looking the same from the street, but because and it's something ridiculous. It's like four and a half thousand square feet. Yeah, it's. It's crazy, but they had to elongate the thing and chop it up and do all these things. So it still looks like the Brady Bunch house from the street. And it is the house they use for external shots. But now the inside looks like, looks it, like it. Nice. Yeah. And that's another thing I wanted to tell you. By the way, you know the, you know the Wigwam Hotel? The fucking teepees? Yeah, down like in Arizona or something, right? No, well, there's, the <laughs> one out, here? there's one out here. Okay. These, these fools are staying there tomorrow. That's cool. That is well, Excuse me. You told us it's like a local landmark. It is. We've been telling people, oh, we're going to stay at the wigwam. And people keep going like, what the fuck's the wigwam? Yeah, and and I, I recognize it from photos. Yeah. Right? And like in the movie Cars, they have that little motel where they all look like road cones. Yeah. And that's cones. based off of the mm-hmm. wigwam oh, motel. It's like a Route 66 thing. Yeah. But yes, apparently no one from California knows what the fuck it is. Yeah. It's been in a lot of movies. It's yeah, been in a lot of movies. I thought it was the one like... Is there this is one a, on Route 66 too. That's it. Okay, well, but there's like one in Arizona or something too. There, it, uh, it's in Arizona or New Mexico. There is yeah. there is a big one there that's like a old rest stop too. But there is one. Yeah, uh, if you take Foothill, which is technically 66, all the way out, it's it's out there. More and California podcasters so. talking about local roads, bro. I'm telling you, I I did a lot of lying to get Pete and Claire out here, you guys. So I really hope you like this podcast. <laughs> That's their low this week. No, there's there's a lot of cool shit. I'm a nerd for all the all the shit around here. I love this area and I love all the wacky shit. Tomorrow or tonight? No, tonight. Don't get too wasted. Okay. <laughs> We're gonna ride into Pasadena. I'm gonna show you the fucking gamble house because you're never gonna believe it. You guys ever seen this movie called Back to the Future? Yeah. It's Doc Brown's house. Oh, was really? The Gamble House. And look that up too. I didn't know that was there. Either. Yeah, I mean, I got a I got a picture of it a couple of years ago. <laughs> I wrote an out app there that has all of this stuff. Really? Do that restaurant we ate at with with Siddons on our last like, yeah. ride. The halfway the house. Halfway house. Yeah, it's been in like it's Top Gun or something. On their fucking menu, the, they have a printout of what dude, show it's a full and page. It's, it's like a full page. What show and what season and what episode? They the, were in Sons of Anarchy most, like three times. I think the most famous was the uh, Cindy Crawford Pepsi commercial. Yeah, and they've got the Pepsi can like framed in there. Yeah, dude, it's fucking. Oh, rad. I know that commercial. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, there's this little roadhouse that we went to up the mountains called Kegel Mountain. It's where Kegel? I fucking came yeah. mountain, yeah, and it's where I fucking ate shit on that thing, and um, yeah, but, yeah. But we were off roading. I know, I know, I know. Uh, yeah, he like off roads <laughs> that s- scrambler thing. He was saying, yeah, <laughs> the scr. I told I, I told Pete how terrible it, it is. There's some mud on it. Yeah, 
Yeah, because yeah. we rode through a bunch of mud. Yeah, dude. He like we smashed the brake up one time on <laughs> it. It's hit the frame. I don't know on a rock how many times, dude. It, my it, it's like foot controls. It's, it's like three millimeters from the fucking oil filter. I don't know how I still have a case like without having yeah, a bash guard. On we that need thing. to put a big bash guard. To yeah. Be a thick one. What's the name of the house in Pasadena? The Gamble House, Gamble. and it's Proctor and Gamble. It's the Gamble family. It's their house. Also, Rand uh, of Rand McNally mm-hmm. fame. Their house is up on Lake in Pasadena, and just down a. Yeah, a uh, that's fucking rad. Yeah, just down the the, the street, um, not down the street, but it, the the Gamble House is in Pasadena, and if you drive a little bit south into South Pasadena on some side street, I've been down it. I've looked at them both before, and I was like, oh yeah, the house that Marty McFly lived in, and fucking what's her his, the mom? Yeah, uh, I can't remember her name. What did, what did Travis do? But Marty and and Mrs. McFly, their houses they're not directly across from each other, but they're they're like. Three apart from each other. We're gonna go tonight, wasted or not. You can keep drinking if you want, mm. and we're, we'll, we'll go down there. It'll be beautiful. I'll take you across the Colorado Bridge. The only thing we've got is the Stanley Hotel. Yeah, the Colorado Bridge is cool. Yeah, I've ridden bicycles across. Well, we rode motorcycles across it too. But I've ridden bicycles across. It's super fun. You know, you're here from Colorado, and technically, Colorado once you get west is Route 66. And there's so much shit called Colorado over here that it's almost oh, yeah. embarrassing. That yeah. <laughs> like, we have more Colorado here than you do in Colorado, probably. And I think if you like Parks and Rec, the uh, courthouse <laughs> is uh, the Pasadena courthouse. Yeah, right? Pasadena City Hall was Pawnee City Hall. They just they cropped out Pasadena and they just kept the city hall. So yeah. that's from Indiana, the uh, Pawnee. Pawnee, Pawnee it's a fictitious town in Indiana. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I'm going to take you to all this shit uh, tonight. Let's yeah, get- Wiggs, we got to talk some some Southern Indiana nonsense because I. <laughs> yeah. Know a lot of it. Oh man, we can talk about burning tires out in Greene County. Mm. Mm. I have, yeah, I have family in South Indiana. Yeah, nice. I do too. I feel we were, like I was in uh, Columbus for a long time. I have like Muncie and Dunkirk. Okay. Jeez, Columbus wow, is just south of Indy, right? Yeah, about forty-five minutes yeah. south. Yeah, the Big Red Bridge. I don't think I remember that. I never went there. Oh. I was in Columbus a little bit, but. These sound like Columbus and Muncie and Dunkirk. This sounds like you guys are talking about England. You know, like is Indiana very close to England? I've never been. <laughs> I don't know. You can get there from here, so yeah. You can get to England from here too, from what I hear. Don't quote me on that, <laughs> but uh, from what I've heard, got started LAX. <laughs> That's true. Oh yeah, shit. When we were we were at Senna, you know that big airplane painted on the building. I was like, I you know nerded out about that shit how monrovia and burbank were the only airport lax didn't exist yet and i was like yeah we were in our, one of the first airports and now they don't even have an airport in mm-hmm. monrovia. i know it's very sad there's amante yeah Upland, but yeah all right so we should talk about motorcycles no yeah that's well okay so let's get into this urban legend shit so oh, i love this yes. yeah so I don't really know, and maybe you all have an urban legend that you know about. Like, I've heard of the hairy hands taking over cars on freeways out in the middle of the desert where a pair of ghostly hands take over the car and try to make you crash and all this bullshit. I've never heard any urban legends about motorcycles per se. No hairy <laughs> handlebars? Mm, that was my nickname in high school. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so I put it out to Reddit. Of all, the the best place to put out any question. You're going to get the most professional answers. The design will be very human. Uh, and I said, hey, Reddit, are there any motorcycle urban legends out there? And are they actually good? That was my first mistake, asking if there was any good ones. Um, I just don't think that motorcycles have the same lore that cars do. Like, you got Lover's Lane, and you got, like... 
I don't know, Dead Man's Curve. There's all this shit that cars have a little right. lore built up. Large Marge from Pee Wee Herman, that was based off a lot of real shit. So the only thing I could think of was like the hat, the, what's an urban legend in motorcycles? Like the hat to layer down, you know, like the... Uh, so Harley. there's that stuff, but there's actual specific stories. So the big one, if you if you Google motorcycle urban legends, the biggest one by far is there, I have found at least 15 different accounts with different people different locations, different Harley models, and different values of people supposedly finding Elvis's motorcycle in uh, a barn. Hmm. And then, you know, selling it for millions of dollars and whatever. I doubt this ever fucking happened. Yeah. But if this is a great urban legend. And you can, yeah, just Google, like, Elvis motorcycle barn find. And, like, 28 people have claimed to have found one of Elvis's Harleys in yeah, a barn man. somewhere and sold it. And but this goes further than that. The, like everyone's got a story. Like oh, my uncle has or, or used to have or what you know. It was like a Norton, like something something Isle of Man winter bike in his bar. Like just the urban legends around barn finds. Yeah, yeah, right. Especially the Elvis bike. But in general, we've have we not all met six people <laughs> that have claimed to have found like a half a million dollar bike somewhere. Yeah. I think that's called American Pickers. I, I, I was just going to say, yeah. there's so many shows now that these <laughs> like, pros go in there and they try to like validate they it. plant all that oh, yeah. shit. Oh, yeah, we know. Or they or they, they definitely, if, I mean, anybody that's ever seen how anything's filmed, you know they scripted half of it. And, and yeah. like, yeah. There's- I, I saw half an episode of American Pickers and they, heavy air quotes, found this Ferrari in a barn and like twenty like minutes later, they're like spraying starter fluid into him, whatever, and putting a battery <laughs> in and trying to start it. And I'm like, this is not what you do when you no. find you're trying to just show you know this car runs. Like yeah. you've put a boroscope down it and blah 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 blah. This car, first of all, there's no way it was just sitting in this barn. And all this bullshit. I was like, this is not real. You know, Nobody they, that knows what they're looking at would try to start a car this way. Yeah. They it, just happen to carry starter fluid with them and in case they find Ferraris and right. barns and shit. Yeah. They've got all the all the specialized tools and everything. It's like uh, I, over the last couple – like my, my dad is a Ferrari and we just finally like finished getting like, the belts changed on it. What It's like you would not – these are interference engines. You wouldn't just start this no. up. So American Pickers is the biggest bullshit show <laughs> on oh. the planet. Are you saying Hollywood's fake, bro? That's what I'm saying. But uh, yeah, like I said, we all know six people that have said something about mm-hmm. something about a barn fine yeah. motorcycle. And I don't believe – any of these assholes. It's all urban legend. Yeah. An- another good one is the uh, Sugar Bear bikes or the bikes from Easy Rider. Uh, oh, yeah. A lot of people. Supposedly disappeared. I'll, like the exactly. originals disappeared. Exactly. So then they became like this legend of people yeah. found them and this and that. Yeah. And that, especially the American paint job one, like American flag paint job, like it's been copied so many times. <laughs> yeah. How are you like going to. built choppers just like how it. How are you going to. Uh, well, what's I it guess called? they made two of the Captain America bike for the movie. Yeah. And at least one of them, yeah, was destroyed or something and this and that. But, yeah, it's all, well, it's this one. No, no, it's that one. Well, it was a custom. Well, it didn't have a serial number. Well, no, someone says it does have a serial number. And it's like, I don't know. Yeah. The cases are going to have a serial number at least. Yeah. 
Right? Well, like, and if people weren't they're not thinking, making cases in Hollywood. Yeah, you're the true. And honestly, the frame probably will too, because chances are they bought a, like even then they bought a frame and modified it, or probably just bought a frame from someone like you right. said, someone like Sugar Bear, someone that was around. Yeah, and I was gonna say like I think Sugar Bear built those or something, or supposedly like even who built them was like a, a thing because har- also as the well, years goes on, a lot of stuff with the unions, like a lot of known bike builders can't do that. Stuff. Right. So right. it's real rare. For someone that's actually a known builder to build anything like that. Yeah. I'll be honest. If my neighbor told me that he found the the Captain America bike in his barn, I wouldn't want it. It looks horrible to ride. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that motor is is one of the worst Wait, motors ever made by Harley, in my part. opinion. <laughs> it is uncomfortable looking to ride. There's it's it's a rigid frame. I don't think I could deal with those forks. You just yeah. also like you gotta remember, like, you don't go fast on that bike. You yeah. can't. It's like too it's, raked it's out. It's a 40, 45 mile an hour bike, and that's yeah. about it. Uh-huh. So you're just like chilling, hoping you don't hit a pothole. Yeah. The speed <laughs> limit back then was 55, so they only had to do 45 to be relatively safe. <laughs> right, right. And also, I think Dan Haggerty, who played Grizzly Adams, obviously after Grizzly Adams went out of syndication, he got into some financial trouble, and supposedly he had that bike, and he tried to sell it to get, you know, he needed some money. Oh, he must have auctioned it off, and then it was successful, and then there we are. No. Yeah, and the thing <laughs> was... the same guy? Like, they found out that, that it wasn't really the bike, and so he never had it either, so now the bike that everyone thinks is that they have the bike that he yeah, sold no. isn't really it. I met the Haggerty. Oh yeah, yeah, the heck. Yeah. Insurance, not an auction. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, no. He started. He he decided after that auction that he would, or after trying to sell that bike, he'd start his own insurance company. He's a millionaire now, but he was in tough times after Grizzly Adams drugs in the seventies and and uh, mm-hmm. parts where you play a fucking man whose best friend is a bear. I mean, it's almost like having a guy whose best friend is a robot. What year did that movie come out? Grizzly General Adams? Ben? No, uh, Easy Rider. Oh, oh it was like uh, 69? 68, 69, something yeah. like that. It was, it and came it, out at the right time, I'll yeah. tell you what. In yeah. your defense, there wasn't much then that was any good. What? <laughs> yeah. so are you talking about bikes or movies or both? Bikes. That yeah, was, it, these were, these were not, it was not good years for Harley. That was pre the, uh, hey, grab me something. I did, um, I did get to go on one. Nice. Uh, yeah. It yeah, was, was uh, pre the uh, CB750. <laughs> uh, no, CB750 was uh, 68, 69. 69. Yeah. You said the movie um, was 68, right? Something like that. 68 or 69. 68 yeah. or 69 is one. Of the, yeah, so it's about the time the CB750 came out. Um, it's, you, 750, I mean, the, even the Ks were 70 or 16 to 8. I mean, dude, there's some AMF bikes I might prefer than Chopper. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, choppers. In general were choppers suck, and I feel like right now there's a huge movement to bring back choppers. But at least people are doing it better than they ever were before. Maybe. I would have a CB. I could. I could make a CB750 chopper. I like a friend of mine had a Denver's, but it was a low long one. I want like a tall raked out one. Ooh. I could take an. I, I could take an a uh, 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 an early '80s dual overhead cam CB750 mm. and make a chopper out of it. It'd be a weird chopper, but can make it work i the, the frame's not significantly different it's just you've yeah, got the, just, the the motor would look weird it's like too technique like techie looking did you the see motors that? Were real square on them yeah did the, you see that guy like real like kind of rounded uh, the, they got more and more square as they went on you're right i have an 80 it, it was they're square they're oh. pretty i i haven't been to born free since born free eight and this year is going to be born free 14 but at born free eight there was a dude with a 
dual motor CB750 like chopper that no uh, kind of drag what, bike. it was kind of like a drag bike. It was painted like a chopper, but it was it was oh, like no, a drag it was bike. The, uh, the Japanese dude, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, was it were they 750s or 400s or something? Uh, I think they were 750s. They dual 750s. Been. Yeah, uh, two in a row. Which guy was that? And it was sick looking. You're saying it would look weird, but we're talking like I said, we're talking like 80, 81, 82. Yeah, okay. th- there's a lot it's of CB 2023. We're talking about a 40 year old motor. It's gonna look yeah. old enough. People only- don't. You and I know what we're looking at. That's the true. general public has no fucking idea. That it's got <laughs> air fins on it. Must be like fucking like what's this from like 1917? And depending on how you did the tank and stuff like that, you would you you could make it. Yeah, like look right. Yeah, right. it would look just like a, a normal like yeah. Honda, you know, chopper would. You just have a dual overhead cam engine. Yeah, because I'll have to show you 750 that I yeah. Need. Because there ain't much cheaper than a CB750 DOHC. Yeah. And speaking of looking right. They're uh, rad, though, the F1s. I got one with R6 wheels on it, but that's all I've done to it. The 900F is sweet. Same motor. Yeah. 1100 will fit in them, too. I just got a 750 cheap, but I put some 17s and R6 front end on it. Mm. I need some work, but... I really want a retro mod. There. All right, yeah. next next legend. Sure. And and before we move on, even in the 70s, people were chopping anything they could get their hands on. And I have, you know, uh, evidence. Some CBX choppers, too. Yeah, there uh, there was a lot of Triumph <laughs> choppers of all things. There was a lot of Triumph choppers. That Why'd was a you, popular one. So Wiggins just went and punched Pete in the throat. I think he didn't agree with his opinion, but we don't do stuff like that on this podcast. <laughs> fight, fight. Fight. Um. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, so while Pete's dying really over there, here's a dude. Uh, he wants to. He wants to wash it down with. Um, he wants to wash the paint off with more beer. He's yeah. like, "Fuck this water thing." Uh, so here's somebody wrote in, and uh, this is from Bull Shape, and he says, "Hey, there, or he or she says, there's a road in my town with a haunted church at the end of it, and it's infested with deer and small animals." gravel windy turns and people say at night you can see a girl walking on the side of the road when you look at her you're forced to veer off so i guess maybe for motorcycles that's a bad you know bad idea around 50 people have died on that road mostly motorcycles and some say you can see the dead walking on the side and then disappearing when you get close me and a couple buddies stopped at the church stood at the gate and saw a red light on the top of the tower where it's bell where it's abandoned bell uh, is it's just a death trap with rotting floors. The light faded away and didn't come back, so we got the fuck out of there. <laughs> this Did is it say excellent. Where? Yeah. where was that? This at? is a real herb. Okay, yeah. now we're off to su- ele- okay. He didn't say, and I re- or they didn't say, so I responded and I said, Awesome, we have spooky spokes. This yeah. is a great story. Please tell me, give me more. And go, he ghosted me. <gasps> you guys, a ghost, a ghost drove <laughs> me. So, where's this? Hold on, where's this road? Yeah, I feel Indiana. like I heard a similar story and it was like out It sounds like Texas. an Indiana thing. Oh, there you go. Like <laughs> Since it doesn't say, is this an urban be, legend? We're gonna, well, okay, if it's. It, okay, if it's from if it's from somewhere we don't know, then the spookiest place that I know of, where a lot of motorcycles have died, like where over a lot, uh, the spookiest place where I know a lot of motorcycles have died, I'm gonna say probably 
that well now Wiggs will know this. There's a real like sketchy, windy bit of road in between uh Terre Haute and Bloomington, Indiana. Yeah, just that a lot of bikes road. have bitted on. Yeah. A lot of bikes. That's where I'm gonna say this is. Okay. And, the, and guess what? There's a lot of abandoned churches on that road Do too. Do you remember that off of that road? That would be forty six because of Bloomington. Yep, forty six. Do you ever remember 46, the noted. barn house? Which one? It was called the Barn House. It was like right in the middle of Terre Haute and Bloomington. And this kooky fucking religious kook built this house all by himself. It was like 17 stories tall. It looked like some, actually, it wasn't a movie, too. It was like, it looked like something out of a movie where they just added a room, like three stories up, just added a room out the side. Type Weird. Stuff. Okay. There's yeah, like yeah. ladders to get to some rooms. And like they tore it down a few years ago. But uh, you used to be able to take tours, but it was real hard to get tours. And like the dude was like, he, his barn next to it was supposedly an upside down arc. So when it floods again, it would oh, uh, shit. float up off the ground and flip itself over. Yeah. Wow. That's Some fucking trippy. But, so I love this. So, so we've got a road and it, they said like a bunch of people died on it or a bunch of motorcyclists. 50 people, or? mostly motorcyclists. When okay. they see these dead people walking on the side of the road, it forces you. And it says that oh, a little girl can be seen walking on the side of the road. And when you look at her, you're forced to veer off. You're forced to veer off. Yeah. I love this detail. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, so I don't believe in ghosts, full disclosure. So, so I'm trying to get so, out. Get I'm GTFO. trying to think. Part of me just loves the story that you're forced to veer off. She doesn't want you to look at her. Like, is this maybe the ghost of like some girl? Then like her dad died on a motorcycle, and Ooh. then yeah, or or she, she, she was probably riding on oh, the back. Yeah, she died. She died the on the back lives. of a motorcycle. Her dad, and the lived, dad lives, and when he drives by, she wants him to veer off to join her because she's lonely. Yeah. Oh, I she love keeps waiting it. for her dad to like ride. Bye. So she can make him. She ride. makes all the motorcyclists veer off, hoping it'll be her dad one of these times. Kim, you live out in a creepy part of the <laughs> state called Temecula. Ooh, yes. fuck! Ooh. Just the, just the name sounds <laughs> fucked up. Tell you, and it's kind of country out where you live, right? Mm, yeah, it is. It's so cool. there's got to be some old burnt out church. There used to be before they knocked them down and built all the houses out there, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, not really any old. Well, there's like the missions, you know, like we were kind of talking about. Church. Those are churches. Yeah, that's. Yeah, you're right. I forgot. Uh, uh, but yeah. and, and, and a lot of Indians died at the missions mm-hmm. and everyone knows the Indian is a motorcycle company. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they hate putting, like, so it's just Harley riders that go down. Putting together. Yeah, because I actually I do live on hey, the road that goes everybody down. Everybody knows that. If this was a vodcast right now, it would do like a big zoom in at my face and I'd, <laughs> and I'd like raise my eyebrows and it would say coincidence across the bottom. Right, right. <laughs> and that'd be our thumbnail like for this bit. Yeah. Everybody knows that Harley riders go down. I had to throw mm. it down, man. <laughs> so yeah, we could tell you that too. Like the, the too. honestly, I had, I had to, to layer down. down. Hey, is wait, an urban legend? Hey, at this don't point. step on the material. Don't oh, that's step the next on the material. one. Yeah, okay. maybe not the next one, but it's coming up. <laughs> all right. So yeah, ghost town. We've all we've all seen ghost town. When I grew up as a kid, there was this. I don't even know what it was. A chicken ranch or some shit, and it was burned down. Isn't that and, a brothel? Mm, it was. <laughs> that's the okay. bunny ranch. 
That was Not my chickens. That's where I was born. I want to say I've heard of one oh. called the Chicken oh. Ranch too. Yeah. Maybe. There's this place called the Chicken Ranch in, in Las Vegas. There's the Bunny Ranch and the Chicken Ranch. Oh. Yeah. The Chicken Ranch is dirty from I was what gonna I say heard. One what guys was the what was the girls? name of the one in Best Little Whorehouse in Texas? That would make sense cuz it'd be like That Cox. was like something yeah, ranch Cox. too, wasn't it? But chickens. probably the Tuna Ranch. I don't know. <laughs> that that sounds sketchy. <laughs> Tuna Ranch. Welcome to Tuna Ranch. We ranch tuna. It sounds like a pizza topping. Tuna, right? I was going to say, Tuna Ranch is the worst fucking dip yeah. that you have. Welcome to the Tuna Ranch. We ran out of mayo. <laughs> welcome oh. to the Tuna Ranch. Dip your pickle in. I'm offended. Dip your pickle. <laughs> oh, so no. listen to this. Get this. This is a fucking urban legend that you, all of us, have probably heard and none of us realized. This is, a, this is I, I don't want to cry. I'm sorry, I don't want to cry. The legend of Junkie Turdman. This, I heard the drunken story once of a Harley rider who waved at a sport bike. Is this too crazy <laughs> to be true? <laughs> <laughs> so, so, uh, 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 like, for, wait, two for weeks second. ago. Did this happen? Did it actually happen? Uh, anyway, maybe just yeah. because I read both, so lies. I'll do it. All right. I so it's I I, I have gotten a couple waves uh, on the Superhawk, but it's I mean it might be like a like a one in twenty success rate. People wave all the time here in California. Is it just a Colorado thing? You know, I was waving a lot. Uh, so I rode like all fucking day on Sunday and mm. ended up at the Misfits in uh, Santa Cruz. But I was doing a lot of waving. People have kind of stopped recently. No one waved until I got out to Highway 1 and then everyone started yeah. waving. Wait, were you on the Vespa? I was going to say, which one were you riding? I was on the Rebel 300. Okay. Because I, I won't, no offense, I won't wave to scooters. I waved it. Now, why is this? Because the Vespa is a motorcycle. No. No, it's not. But when I get closer on, and I see clutch. it's a Vespa, yeah, I don't care. When I see it's a Vespa <laughs> because it's vintage, I'll wave. Yeah. But by that time, they're usually past me. So I argue this. So you're wrong. You can argue what it's you want. It's a motorcycle. <laughs> I don't care. Because it, it goes it goes fast, huh? enough to scare you. Yeah. It's That's it, because it's poorly engineered. <laughs> no. Not because it goes fast. I can go 45 on my bicycle downhill and it's less scary. It's it's engineered. That's well. fucking true. Uh, so I would say it, it is. It's not just clutch. It's clutch and um, and shift. One, yeah, it is. It's manual one up, shift. three down. It's got the scooter hole in it, so it's always a scooter. Okay, I, I feel like it's this also. Is a, I feel it's like also this is a, separate front and rear brake. This is Pride Month, and I feel like this me. is a very Pride. Uh, this is an identity issue. That I don't know. I, oh, I also, for sure it is. I also that's one hundred percent just my opinion, <laughs> but I don't <laughs> care either way. <laughs> I, I, I consider scooters, motorcycles, even twist and go ones. Also, though, uh, I just think that scooters are a subset of motorcycles. Yeah, but they're just not a motorcycle. Mm. It's like a they Fiat is a subset of a Ferrari a or vice motorcycle. versa, but they're not the same. They're just owned by the same. If I identify as bicycle, do I have to get a license and registration for that thing? No, again, like I ride bicycles, which is the lamest form of motorcycles. I think bicycles are fucking cool. Yeah, like, what are you talking and honestly, about? Honestly, the scariest I, I, thing I own I, is my fucking bicycle. I wave to bicycles. <laughs> I won't wave to bicycles. Now, uh, you guys were apologizing you guys. to the Can-Am people last week. I will do no such nonsense. I won't either. I, you don't I, wave I'm to with, them? I'm with him on this. I, I, look, what now, about I, a trike, though? I'm going to start yeah, trying down the bikes. Mic. Trikes, now, if you're over 80. 
I don't think trikes are hey, what lame. About, what about veterans, man? What about okay. our disabled yeah, there's a folk? Few, okay, I'll, I'll agree with that. They're still not bikes. Veterans or... But I will still wave at them and respect them if they have a reason to ride. I won't wave. Here's my thing. I, I'll, <laughs> I'll talk to them at gas stations and, and coffee shops and all that stuff. And if they're stoked about their trike, I will be stoked with them. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing. The wave is for, is for motorcycles and scooters because they're motorcycles. Trikes, though, are not motorcycles. The... The physics of how they get around is fundamentally different. Will you wave Especially to a motorcycle the, that has a sidecar attached to it? Because those use reluctantly. Okay, but you could. But with like five with minutes and a saw, I can turn it back into a motorcycle. Yeah. Is the reason? Listen, and I, and I, I have. I have to. Have a I question. want a We're, we're gonna get a Can Am. I'm gonna fucking right. saw the control arms off, and we're I gonna see if it works. I want a Vespa sidecar. <laughs> how do you guys feel when the passenger does the wave and not the rider? Like say, that means he's oh, got I, I put well. Claire, I put Claire and my son on wave duty all the time. Yeah. So although I have to say so in Colombia, like, I didn't wave because there's too many. You can't. Right. Oh, yeah. Same with Sturgis, or you know, like if you're at an, an event, yeah. you're yeah, like, Fuck yeah, it. yeah, yeah. It's ridiculous. Oh, yeah. at events, yeah, yeah. yeah. But some people still you are. just got to yeah. learn to ride with like, one hey. hand. Hey. What sucks yeah. is when you're in a car and you forget you're in the car oh, and, and you go to like, you want to hit your, hit your hand on the glass. I broke my window out three times because I totally forgot. And I just Also, if there's a big line the of bikes, I only wave it. Yeah. yeah. So I, I passed. I don't wave at everyone. I passed, you know, the love ride comes through Burbank or some shit. And I passed a huge line of people coming back up from meeting with you the other day. They must have been going on a ride. I don't, the love ride hasn't happened in a few no. years. Yeah, it wasn't the love ride because oh, okay. it was way down south, but it was like that, like just a ton of people came. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I just held out, since I was on a pretty straight lane of highway anyway, I just held my hand yeah. out, just kicked it for a Were couple they miles. Were dress real fancy? Because that was only a couple weeks ago. You're thinking of the Distinguished Gentleman's Ride. Yeah, that was only a couple weeks ago. Yeah, the love ride is a little bit different, but... Right, it's, and it's, the love uh, ride hasn't happened in a couple years. Yeah, yeah. So, no, it was just like this weekend. It was just a group of people out on oh, a okay. ride, I guess. But I just, I you. you know, kicked it with my hand out for a bit. And every, mm-hmm. everyone slowly, boop, boop, boop. So here's what one person says, too. This will blow your mind because it blew the next person, the next commenter's mind. They said, uh, back it up with links, says, I always wave back, but I rarely wave first. How does that work? How does that work? Well, I'm usually I, I'm usually the first to wave. I, I'm usually pretty soaked to wave at people, <laughs> yeah. especially when I'm riding around on the gyro. I wave at everybody on the gyro just to see if they'll wave <laughs> back. back. And again, it's a trike. I'm playing by my own rules. You're right. It's a trike. So if they don't wave back, I'm not pissed. But do, do you know about the gyros? Uh-uh. Oh, so I have this weird Japanese scooter. It, you know, like the, the pizza delivery scooters? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I've got one of those, but like it tilts. And it's Japanese? Yeah, it's a Honda. It's like it's like a, he had to have it imported from, J- uh, from Japan. Aprilia made them for a while. Like, no, 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 like no, they, no, no. But they no. made their own and imported them. That's like, a derby, two I wheel believe. Front. Is it two-wheel front or two-wheel rear? Two-wheel rear. Oh, okay. Yeah, I've seen them, of, but it's been a while. Yeah. It's crazy. It's like, and it's got a canopy and everything, and like oh, a little trunk no and everything. Way. Yeah, it's like a little, it's like a little, it's almost it's like almost a tuk-tuk. It's almost like a tuk-tuk. But not quite a tuk-tuk, yeah. Yeah, it's 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 sort of tuk-tuk-esque. It's in, right. the vein, the it's in the vein of the tuk-tuk. Here, let me find a good picture of one. Dude, have, have you seen in that, Columbia, the tuk-tuks have you, were. Have you seen that tuk-tuk with like the fucking... This is what I got. Nice. <laughs> but, so, it, but it leans. It, yeah, right? they it's lean, great. Right? Yeah, yeah. So it's great, and and it's so weird too. It's forty nine cc liquid cooled four valve fuel injected 
tilting, electric and kickstart. Honda windshield wipers. Four stroke. Yeah. So it's like an XR50, but awesome. Four yeah, valve. It's, it's awesome. Yeah. Honda fucking thought of everything. It's, Except it's, two it, strokes. Well, well you know, yeah. on that size on that big a bike. Again, Sotra Honda said two strokes for white fucking trash. <laughs> yeah, he didn't make two strokes. But, uh, I have that drop. Would you like me to I put know. it into the <laughs> So, uh So anyway. That's like, why the like NSR or NR750 was his thing too. Like mm-hmm. he did not like. Yeah, how can we get around it? So yeah. I I was going down the street the other day in that thing, and I waved at this dude, and then right as like we're crossing paths, I see that he's got a cut, and it's a fucking hell's angel. <laughs> yes, <laughs> he fucking waved back. Yeah, wow. And it was like the most validation I will ever get on that scooter. And I don't like That's one awesome. percenters particularly. Right, right. But just when I'm riding this thing around, I just wave at anything just to see what happens. I wave at mobility scooters. I wave <laughs> at Razor. I wave at everything on the gyro because I'm like, okay, I'm I'm part of like I'm I'm one of the unwashed masses here. Like I the, if there's a motorcycle cast system, I'm an untouchable. <laughs> and I know it. And I know it. The weird so, part is recently like so many Harley riders are old dirt oh, bikers shit, is that and old sport bike riders and stuff like that. Yeah. They're like in the 80s and 90s, that wasn't really the case. It was let's a lot see of old if, people. Let's see if this plays. Yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good drop. I need to get that for my show. Uh, so. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, so the wave thing. Yeah, I find that I am often the first person to yeah. wave. How about when you're like on a huge ass freeway, like five lane, five yeah. across, and yeah. someone on the like north, the opposite direction? I waves love that to shit. You. I, I do that all the time as well, back, but yeah. I'm not the first. Well, it's if like, I'm just I like cruising it, with my gold not. wing, oh yeah, you you have to be. If you're gonna do that, be prepared to not get a wave back because. Yeah. You well, never know I, yeah, if they just didn't do it. see you. It always surprises you or... me. I'm like, dude. You know what's funny to me too is when I, when that happens to me and I, and I catch somebody is waving to me from across the way and I'm like, oh shit. Oh. Yeah, and you feel I, and you, yeah. I don't know so if they noticed bad. it. Or when yeah, I do the it. the last second wave. Yeah, or if I do it to them and then very as right in my peripheral vision, I can see that they were like, oh shit. Oh, I hope you saw me. <laughs> like, yeah, the la- you're still connected, right? Like my you still. My favorite wave. Would be like when you pass someone on the outside and your bike sideways, and then you like give them a little wave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. That's the dick the wave. Race. My favorite, my favorite wave is when you're driving by and they wave by lifting up their shirt at you. That's the best. They wave, wave with their titties. They funny. wave with their titties. Yeah. Um, wave. Yeah, it's, it's I've crazy. definitely done that on the track. Like just throw it and then like. You can take the left hand off and just kind of look back and wave. Yeah. And Do you like, ever show your titty? Because I know they're like, God damn it, dude. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You've got the gall to pass me on the yeah. outside and you have yeah. the patience. To too much it. Too much leather to show my titties on yeah. the track. Oh, well, hey. That's true. <laughs> Some people wave like super energetically. It's like, I, I guess you, nobody can mm-hmm. see me like on. What she's podcast. doing is she's she just lifted up her shirt and she's waving her titties at us. Wow. Alternating. Yeah, no, but you know like those wavy like yeah. car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like they're arr. like all over the place. It's, it's like, almost as if Dumb down. and Dumber le- learned to ride yesterday and they, they want you to notice that, yeah, they're just yeah. Uh, they're up there it's doing like it. It's their first wave ever. So going along with this Harley wave thing, uh, Somebody says, the very last comment on this particular topic says, I've heard it's impossible for Harley riders to wave because <laughs> if they let go of the bars, the whole thing shakes apart. <laughs> that, that could be. Speaking that could, of that, our, our friend with the Triumph has a head shake right now. So nice. I told him time for new. And program. a head shake? 
Yeah. And he's got that fucking vibration. He, he probably just to, needs to sink his carbs to the or to How old's the bike? It's at 18. Yeah, it's pretty new. <laughs> he needs to oh, sell yeah? that bike. He's got I mean, like a motor vibration that he thinks is a big deal. And now that. I think that's the motor. A, I mean, it could also be a fork oil thing. Could be. I don't know. know, I ran some pretty shitty forks and I had a problem there. Yeah, but I mean, they could have just not been assembled right, or there could be a slow leak on one of the fork seals and not the other. That's true. My scrambler leaks like fucking crazy, or not leaks, it could leak like crazy if I hit enough rocks. It shakes. The head totally shakes. I thought it was the air pressure. I checked the air pressure. I thought it was the rake, a trail, whatever it was. You tried a different tire too, though. It turns out bolts. Uh, since it's essentially a bolt, yeah, yeah. if you go on the bolt forums, like 90% of it's like, hey, how do I stop the head shakes? It's because they use a straight needle bearing instead of a tapered bearing, like a Timken style so bearing. So they use a round ball bearing instead of a Timken. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, they said just get a, a tapered bearing, a tapered roller bearing, and yeah. it'll fix the problem. And everybody does it. I like it. Not going to lie. You like when so, it vibrates. So uh, my daily ride, like the bike I ride the most. I mean, I had a Dyna. Well, so. actually, now the bike I ride the most, sadly, probably the Gyro. But in general, <laughs> the uh, the Goldwing, the seventy eight Goldwing, right? And uh, when I got it, I rebuilt the forks on it pretty quick. But once I got up to about like seventy six, seventy eight miles an hour, it'd start getting this front end shake. And I did all these different things, and I was about to like you know, put in like uh, fucking balance beads and shit. I, I, I did so many fucking static balances on this front wheel and, and all this shit. And I finally discovered I put some like cheap ass like $90 like Chinese off the internet MGO shocks on the back. Fucking fix the problem. Wow. I had the rear Sometimes your front. rear suspension is so bad, yep. it fucks up your front suspension. Yeah. So it might just be like it's too soft in the back yeah. on your yeah. buddy's Triumph as well. Because they put shitty rear shocks on he those put things. A, he put a new shock on it, but it could be too soft. <sighs> also, he's got a ton of bags, and the more you load it up, it really affects it really affects, but but the back end affects yeah, yeah. the hand, front handling yeah, sure. more than anything yeah, else. Maybe really give it weird. another couple clicks and see what happens. Yeah. And yeah. when you've got all the bags on the back and that drag with the front if the front end gets light it'll do weird shit too there's actually a physics you know how they say when you load trailers put the most of it toward the the tongue there's actually uh, somebody had a treadmill with a model car and they showed um, they actually did that thing where you put the behind the axle of the trailer and it'll fucking fishtail and wipe out but if you put the load in front toward the tongue it'll so I'm sure with this with your motorcycle that's I don't know if you guys saw this um, it was like on Instagram it was like all over the internet there was a dude on like an old old maybe an FXR or some shit had the rear loaded down with bags and his tire pressures were obviously off oh, it was like and a he's, road king or he's riding off the freeway up. and yeah he and just, just starts like to fish tail and then just spins out and grinds his face on the ground that guy was way loaded in the back way and way had loaded. poor air pressure you could see his tires look like he was riding on fucking mush but people too like i can't tell you how many times on facebook or a forum or something we'll be like hey guys what's a cheap tire that i can put on my bike and i'm like <laughs> Nothing like don't do it. Yeah, yeah. Why would I'm gonna you risk hard that? disagree. Like, it depends on the type of bike, the type of riding, and whatever. But I won't put a tire on based on cost. I have to um, ride it and be comfortable on it. I don't care the I mean, price yeah. tag necessarily. Well, so you're doing a lot be, of you're like, doing if if what you're doing involves a track, then I completely agree with you. I don't care what you're doing, but you got to be able to trust no, your tires. Yeah, but today's worst tire 
is better than 2001's best tire. Yeah. Like, (laughs) yeah, that's true. Seriously. Like uh, people used to call, you know, Shinko, Stinko. Shinkos are good now. Some of them. Yeah. I, I put Shinko touring tires on the Goldwing like exclusively. I've never had a fucking issue. Now I'm also running like like weird rims that are like kind of tubeless and have tubes in them. It's like a belt and suspenders kind of situation. <laughs> but I've never had any issues yeah. with Shinkos like for a long ass time. I ran their flat track tires on the flat track yeah. and I liked them, but that's a different situation too. They wear fast, but sometimes that's good. Yeah. I I ran I, and I didn't even like them. They were Dunlops on my old Harley, and like they weren't predictable, and I didn't like that. Mm. Like if I'd clutch it, it would either spin or or it hook into a wheelie. But I never knew what it was going to do. Like I'd yank on the bars and it'd spin, or I'd be sitting normal thinking it's going to spin and it'd fucking stand up. And I'm like, just depend it. Yeah, I don't the, dig that. Yeah, like, I don't dig that at all. It was every other variable, like yeah. the track, the dirt, and everything yeah. else. But it's on like what it once I do. put a tire on that, I trusted it. As long as I know what it's going to do, like. If I want to break the rear end loose, that's fine. But I want to know what the bike's going to do. Yeah, it's got to be predictable. And my thing is, is if if people don't know enough about tires and they're asking people questions about what tires they should be putting on, they're honestly probably not even leaning over that much. There's also that. They're, yeah. the, and they're they're not using a lot of that tire. It's like just use whatever. Yeah, they're not really getting over. And you know, and, and then if they're riding properly, again, you should be like leaning yourself over the side of the bike before the bike starts tipping that much either. If if you're not hitting a track, you really don't need to be using the edge of that tire. Yeah. It's yeah. it's it, I don't I don't believe in spending a shit ton of money on tires to just rip up and down the freeway. Yeah, but I also don't believe in just getting a tire because it's the cheapest one you can find either. Uh, well, yeah, but it, well, yeah, okay. Don't get totally no name tires, right. but you know, people used to say like, "Oh, don't put the Shinko on there; it's going to fail." The I Shinko don't think that's true anymore. They've done a lot of work; like they've they put a lot in. But and but. there's some other brands like that too. So I, 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 you know, I at these days you can get a sort of a tire at like a bargainish price. Yeah. And to me, it matters too. Like, I'm not a big fan personally of Dunlop sport bike tires, and I know a lot of people love them. I just had a bad experience, so I don't trust them. Okay. But I currently have Dunlops on my KTM because Bridgestone that I like had either a road tire or a dirt bike tire, but not. Here's what you shouldn't do. You should not find a tire that seems acceptable and then shop like you do for airline tickets and try to like <laughs> try 20 different websites because you will find it for like $18 cheaper somewhere. Right. It's also going to be two years shop. old. Yeah. yeah. Ask your local tire shop to get one in for you. Might take a few extra days, but you'll get a fresh tire. Yeah, and and it being a fresh tire is important. Kim, your husband. If I can rip this off right, your husband's beer company has given me a sticker. Yeah, they do. The labels do peel off easily. Or I can just get you some too. Okay, never mind. I'll put it back on. (laughs) (laughs) Now this next urban legend may split the room. But uh, loud pipes save lives. To a point. Uh, not at all. Not at all. To a point, being heard is being seen. You're heard before you're seen. I, 
I would say it might make a one percent difference. There's if you're interested in safety, there's I can give you ninety nine other places. Oh, there's to definitely put it other first. things. But if I hear an obnoxious heart and my bikes, I try not to make it obnoxious. But your dyno was fucking loud. It was real quiet for a Harley <laughs> of its age with an aftermarket. <laughs> I mean, uh, not having a, a stock pipe anyway. What was on it? Advanced and Heinz? No, actually, for a little bit, yeah, yeah. Uh, a custom. It had a Burns can that uh, Bronny from Speed Merchant built. But if you, uh, I've heard loud Harleys five or ten cars back, and a stock exhaust sport bike when it's at my window. Yeah, not on the freeway though, right? Yeah, on the freeway. But That's what I'm saying. At like speed uh, on the freeway. Yeah. Or, oh. I well, when they're lane splitting, right? Yeah. I, they you hear them a lot further away, and I'm aware that they're around. But like a stock exhaust sport bike, not until it's like at my passenger window yeah, or my window. Or like already went by or yeah. maybe it even went by you and you didn't hear it like yeah, period. Yeah. yeah. And and I don't agree with super loud bikes all the time, but um there is a and I don't exactly agree with this sentiment or sentiment that loud pipes save lives. Yeah. But you're gonna be heard before you're seen, and there's not a bad thing there. Yeah, like I agree. I don't when they rattle my windows when they're next to the car. Like I don't dig that, but I hear them and then I can start looking for them. Yeah, where a stock exhaust sport bike, man. Like I kept my uh, FZ09 stock right, and like I could tell the difference. But that's also visual. Like people move more for Harley's. They moved a lot for my white CBX because it looked like a cop bike. It looked like the mm. old ZX. Um, yeah, but like a sport bike with a stock exhaust, like they don't hear you and then they don't see you. Yeah. Yeah. Come on, Pete. We need you in here for this one. But also yeah. Colorado is different than California because we're lane splitting. Yeah. Right. Like if you're if there's like bikes lane splitting down the freeway and like say there's a bunch of street bikes like going, but the Harley is the one like revving, like saying, get the fuck, get the fuck out of my way. Like they're doing that for the street bikes. Yeah. Usually like not all. But um, yeah, I agree. As long as not to be a. a obnoxious with the pipes but because that's how i first felt when i started writing but then i was like no i want to be heard yeah and as i get older <laughs> like i like stock exhaust on most of my stuff but did you I'm go get nerd did, for did everything you go, stock, did you go but, get claire out of the house where you're like you're in your safe space come out here with us <laughs> so so the the loud pipes thing look it, did, <laughs> let me read you these comments real okay. quick the first comment says hey break that down for me because loud pipes save lives is the urban legend. And the next commenter, I think who, it's the who was, who was so ashamed they deleted their account from Reddit, said, <laughs> hey, break that down for me. I can bet that two lives at least have been kept from an accident due to a loud pipe. And then I won't, I won't uh, disclose the next comment, but the one after that says, well, in certain conditions, they can save lives. I'm only playing devil's advocate here, but window in a windows down neighborhood intersection, you certainly can hear a louder bike. And then somebody else says, how is a life getting saved in a neighborhood at an intersection where everyone should be going <laughs> slow or stopped anyway, saving a life. Yeah. And then this dele- this person that deleted their account says, I recall a fort that Fortnite made a video a while back about hand gestures and making yourself visible and pointed out a stat uh, where most crashes happen within a mile from your home, and this could be due to fatigue, people who drive through neighborhoods anticipating no one coming, whatever it is. Uh, in this instance, in this instance, it could be people missing the biker when doing a quick scan, where the noise would make a difference. And then they he put Fortnite's video in there, and then they said, "Yeah, but Fortnite also made a good made a good video about the loud pipes discussion." And then. Uh, 
the the comments really continued on this one. So that's why, you know, I'd like you hear the the very first person to actual comment said posted three videos with police and um from Auto Week, Motorcycle Monarch and Revzilla showing how loud pipes don't save lives in the modern in the modern world and I'm with you. I don't think loud pipes save lives. One of the articles said that new cars have so much sound deadening in them, you can barely hear fucking fire trucks which have the sirens facing forward so that you can hear them cuz on motorcycles the pipes right. face backward yeah. mm-hmm. and on police cars and everything the sirens and the horns that alert you to get out of the way are actually facing forward another one has the doppler effect in it which is like things are quiet and then once they go by you you hear them and then they get quiet again as they go on so like you guys were saying you hear them when they're right next to you and kind of like you were saying you might hear them when you're going slow as true as all that is and as nerdy as all those nerds are from revzilla and fortnite when you're sitting in California traffic and a motorcycle is lane splitting, you yeah. hear it before you see it. When you're sitting, and yeah, there's that's no true. amount of neon green that is going to save you as much as being heard three or four cars back. Yeah, it's completely wrong. No, one hundred percent wrong. Not at all. Okay, so, I drive in that traffic every <laughs> fucking I've been, day. I've been waiting patiently here. That's so I drive in that traffic. This is totally. California traffic yes. when bikes are lane So a couple things. No nerd. Couple things. No one's going to prove that wrong unless okay. you're driving it every day. So that if, cold that's back. called that's called anecdotal. But that's science. called yeah. right there. Anecdotal. And, the the second weakest form of evidence after I test <laughs> eyewitness. So so here's so here's the thing. Uh, are but, you saying we have to use a scientific method and prove but things knowing twice? Knowing there's a bike somewhere. Is going to be safer than not knowing the bike's there. Uh, again, disagree. Also, uh, no, they should know exactly where your bike is. So, just like hand signals, ridiculously dangerous. This argument that you should be make yourself more visible by using hand signals instead of turn signals yeah. is just, just, uh, just. The dumbest thing ever. No one knows what hand signals mean anymore. Nope. Well, no, but that's dumb. Also, people's our eyes aren't trained. Yeah. So you know what they mean. Here's the thing with car drivers don't know what they mean. Oh yeah, that I would agree with. Also, don't go slower than cars, and none of that matters. (laughs) I don't need turn signals because not a car coming up behind me. Let me explain (laughs) to you this pipe thing. So, like, just like hand signals, right? The thing about hand signals is twofold. One, so I've just noticed over the last couple of years, especially Harley riders, just like their loud pipe signals, they've started doing hand signals instead of using their turn signals. Mm-hmm. First of all, what would it hurt you to do both? Because they're always like, oh, I won't use the turn signals. I use my hands. <laughs> right? I uninstalled them. But like, what, yeah, like, <laughs> what, what would it fucking hurt you to just use both? But whatever. Um, the car drivers don't know what they do. Here's the thing. They just like put up their hand and just turn immediately. They're not. They're just thinking, I'm putting my hand out there, and that's making me more visible. They're just taking that leap of faith. They're not right. actually more visible. No, someone's just like he's riding. I don't know if he's like reaching to like scratch his head or like whatever. Especially the right hand turn. Nobody knows no what knows. this means anymore, and they do it like right before they're gonna turn and all kinds of shit. And what they're doing is they're taking responsibility away from themselves and they're putting it on someone else. See, and so you said something real important. So right the loud pipes, and they're like, well, my loud pipes save lives. People know where I am when I have this thing. But you should be focusing everything 
on watching the cars around you and don't just go to some degree, everyone that's running these loud pipes to some degree is thinking I'm a little bit safer and therefore I don't need to be quite as careful. Oh, see, that's where, and it doubles back. Yeah, I, I think the, that in, the in the long run, I, I think loud pipes like hurts more than any any statistically insignificant amount that they're helping. Are you? Will people hear them? Of course they will. Yeah. But they'll just hear a bike somewhere behind them. They don't know specifically where. And honestly, I don't think it really alerts people to drive differently around bikes. Like, yeah, they might notice a noise, but unless they know where the bike is or whatever, and do, are they going to see it in time? And what? There's too yeah. many variables. Are there likely some people that are alive instead of dead because of it? Sure, there's a few, but not a statistically large number. Oh, for sure. And I bet if we found the right experiment, we could find a much, a much higher rate of of people being in accidents with loud pipes. It's like, I thought your loud pipes were supposed to save this person. Right. And they just had false, false uh, faith. In, false sense in of their, security. Yeah, false sense of security. I, I think it's not only is it not saving lives, I think it's actively slightly dangerous. <laughs> I still stand behind my point that they help you be seen, but, they help you be heard. They I don't be heard. or be heard and then seen. But I don't ride like anything on my bike is helping me be seen. I always ride like I'm invisible. Of course. I always ride and I mean actually Junkie's one of the few people that'll ride with me, right? I always ride faster than traffic. So mm-hmm. if I'm making a corner, a lot of times I don't, especially on my Harleys that don't have them, but I don't signal, but there's no one fucking coming up behind me except right. maybe a cop sometimes. Because I'm going fast <laughs> enough, faster than traffic that I'm not worried about the car behind me. Like mm-hmm. what I hate but is that's when how people I have to ride and I have to know where the cars are. And that's just, that's how yeah. I learned to ride when yeah. I moved to California. But and that's how like, I've. What, what's really going to be dangerous is that in California in about uh, 15 years, when supposedly everything's electric, this won't be an argument anymore. And you're just going to have to ride smarter because there won't be, there, there'll still be, bikes that are you know have pipes obviously the right. majority of them in 15 years i don't think this really is going to happen but eventually when things are electric or fucking even flying like let's let's think like 100 years in the future when there's hover bikes everywhere they won't be working on combustion engines no matter what whether we find a fucking unicorn and start using unicorn blood or go electric or whatever you won't have a noise coming out yeah so this will be a moot point to begin with and it already seems like since your pipe points behind you that not a lot of people hear you unless it's going slow enough because i do hear bikes when traffic is slow enough but i mean i don't think i'd hear them and those big air horn those bike air horns though one of my girlfriends had one of those and we were like at a light and she started like fucking with me i didn't even know she had this thing on her bike right and she blew that thing and i about pissed myself (laughs) yeah yeah i was looking for a semi we were like leaving (laughs) we were leaving like palomar airport yeah right like horn space forward the airport and she's like right that makes sense to me holy shit you know what i do my bike finally my bike that has nothing modern except for the fucking push to pass button when i'm splitting lanes and it's kind of dubious and i can kind of yeah. sense that like as a, i fly i constantly that flash too. that thing because it's like a headlight the modulator or the vfr the csr uh, c the cv 
<laughs> the SCR has a push to pass button. And when I'm in traffic, I don't want a headlight modulator. Fuck that shit. But when I'm in, going through traffic, I'll squeeze it and I'll just like tick, 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 yeah, tick, I'll do that too. And that's I, smart. People are like, what the fuck is that? I mean, it must catch their eye. You know, a little yeah. bit, or they think it's a cop coming through, or something yeah. like that. But right? most people don't look in their rearview mirror. They don't. So Again, hopefully, in California, they do hear so much more than the rest of the country. Yeah, this yeah. is his first time to California, so for him, like, see, this is just like magic. Like people splitting, yeah. people moving, people it's like parting the red over sea. So you can split lanes up. Yeah. People, yeah. you like hear podcasts all the fucking time <laughs> talking about, oh my god, these cagers running into us and blah blah blah. I think that's bad talk as well. It's just more of uh, people trying to put the I blame somewhere Colorado else. When people were so mad they were trying. To pinches off. <laughs> oh yeah, jealous that we I, were I do it all traffic. the time. Yeah, in, in Colorado they get unbelievably angry. It's great, yeah. but uh, but here like it's great again. People think that the, all the car drivers here are out to kill you. They're looking for bikes and checking yeah. the rear viewers so much more than the rest of the country. Yeah. I'm here to tell you. Yeah, I I only because they deal with them a lot more. Than yeah, the rest of the yeah. country too. You're used to it, and, and we split here, and the rest of the yeah. country don't. So you don't. Really have to look for a bike yeah. sneaking up next to you. Even filtering, used to it. even like filtering is legal in Utah, and I think they're trying to make it legal in Montana. Even Tennessee has something on the bill. I know Oregon has something on the bill. Filtering is legal in some states, but not lane and sharing in the and, and reckless in the, in the rest. Of it. So not sharing, right? And so yeah, people here are just accustomed to it. And the only thing that's going to make it even better is in the in those states when people start doing it more then those drivers 10 years from now will eventually be it's almost like when you learn to drive in california you you look in your mirror you you're you're looking for that shit it's just a part of the driving psyche here mm-hmm. um but yeah so again, loud pipes don't I save lives like but splitting lanes my does responsibility. yeah like i remember when i first moved out here i remember working with a guy and he got in a bike crash got insurance paid for it cuz it wasn't his fault air quotes <laughs> and then, like, a week later, he got another crash, and it wasn't his fault, air quotes, and it got fixed again, and he got another one. And finally, like, he was telling me, like, the situations. And I was like, yeah, like, on paper, that's not your fault. Like, but that was your fault. And he's like, well, no, it wasn't. I'm like, yeah, it was totally your fault. Like, you're a fucking moron. You should have known that was going to happen, and you should have been prepared for it. Because here's what I tell people. It doesn't matter on paper whose fault it is and whose insurance is paying for what, because their insurance might be paying for your funeral, like you don't right. like if you're in a bar and Mike Tyson's there and he wants to fight someone, don't be fucking dumb and let it be you. Like you're not going to win. Even if he's the one starting the fight, right? Everyone's so not going to win. Okay. So here's the thing. Every motorcyclist I know talks this game. I don't know a motorcyclist that has ever said, well, I don't ride. I, I ride like I'm the most visible thing in the world and I own the entire road. I've never heard a motorcyclist say that to me. Oh. Every motorcyclist I know talks about riding like they're invisible. Every, Every motorcyclist you know, I know because they've been riding and they're still alive. Well, How many people don't ride like that and either they quit riding you don't, or yeah, they're dead? You don't know them because they're dead. Okay, okay. But, but I talk to dead people. But again, again, motorcycle accidents are still happening. Does anybody For know sure. currently a rider? That doesn't talk this talk. The, everyone talks this talk. Not him. This guy's <laughs> fucking reckless. You ever ride with him? I, I'm just saying. I, I don't still think, talk I, I, I'm not, like, I hate to say this about female riders, but there are lots of, like, new riders or female riders that do not feel confident and don't talk that way. Well, you got to have a mix. Like, 
you need to feel confident, but you need to ride like you're invisible and you have to be responsive, responsible. Probably. Because at the end of the day, no matter who's at fault, I agree. You're the one going to the hospital and or the morgue. I agree with that. Yeah. Like and most most of the people you ride with, you guys probably aren't doing like crazy shit that's going to get you in trouble, right? <laughs> Junkie. Chris and I ride like fucking there's jackasses. A, there's group. There's different. <laughs> so bad that when Chris and I went to Medellin, we're like, these people ride like fucking assholes. I love it. And we fit right in and just fucking hopped in. So, there's a variety of riding styles. But for sure. Yeah. Um, we should make Medellin a driving <laughs> riding style. <laughs> so, so, so my point is, is that, okay, you know, you can say, oh, you got to ride like you're invisible. And there's like six other things people say. It's all kind of like part of the spiel that yeah. you just tell people. So you feel better about yourself or whatever. But at the end of the day, there's a lot of things like the loud pipes save lives and, and things like that that are, I had to layer down or other things that are just slowly or, you know, fucking cagers on their phones. Everyone's talking taking about all these like cell phone things. You're just taking away responsibility from yourself and putting it on someone yep, else right. when you say these yep. things. Everyone talks well, this talk. Well, writing like you're invisible, to me, that puts the responsibility on you. Yeah. Well, yeah, you're taking you're taking right. responsibility taking for the responsibility, way you're, the yeah. way you I ride. Know. And I ride 90 so no cars sneak up behind me. There you go. And to me, that's... Again, and when you ride 90, you have to ride like you're invisible. And eventually, if your card gets punched, you'll be a ghost. You will be invisible. <laughs> well, so you just, Then you don't have cars in your blind spot that you don't know. Right? <laughs> That's true. Right. But and for all these things hot. that you're doing, whatever, like, you know, you're adding safety points. But every time you go, oh, fucking idiots on their cell phones, you're taking some of these points away. Yeah. Every so, time you're like, well, I got loud pipes or, well, I ride this way and that's my special armor. Well, I do this and that's my special armor. You're like adding safety points to yourself and you're taking them away. Yeah. Part of your mental outlook it, at the end, there's no like, well, I ride like this. Well, I do this. Well, you got to do this. For me, it's just simple. No excuses. Yeah. So on that note, no excuses. No I excuses. I don't see how my outlook was much different than that. Yeah, I think I'm not talking guys, about you. I'm talking about like writers in general. Well, you two sure. look yeah, enough okay. alike. You're like an Ouroboros <laughs> eating its own tail. That makes sense. Like I, I see what you're saying. You're just saying more in general, but that's what, like, yeah. I think he's saying that's how that, I like, know is how I ride. I think that you're saying you ride that I way. Ride is not. It's not exactly how I tell people to ride. Yeah, me either. I ride fucking backwards. I don't even do it right. <laughs> So taking responsibility away from yourself, yet throwing it on yourself at the same time, the next urban legend is, uh, hey, I always like the had to layer down argument. Yeah. So basically you crash to avoid crashing. Thoughts right. on that? <laughs> you had to crash to avoid the crash. There's, avoid. I've, I've asked our listeners on Nokomoto. I've asked experts. I've asked MSF instructors. There is... No situation in which not only is there no situation in which you should layer down, I question people's ability to layer down. And in what situation is there some way to stop your bike better than the brakes? Yeah. So I'll give you that situation. You're going to love it. Uh, I had a bike that I had to learn how to lay it down. You want to know something special about it? It had no brakes, so I agree with you 100%. <laughs> was this a, was this a uh, speedway, speedway bike? Speedway bikes, you yeah. have to learn how to lay it down because if someone crashes in front of you, the fastest way to stop that bike is literally lay it down. Right. Because, because it has you no have brakes. no brakes. Right. 
otherwise, any other situation yeah. besides Speedway. The rubber is the most traction on the bike. Relinquishing control of the bike to the fucking forces of gravity and the coefficient of friction it, is no way to plastic fucking. Plastic and steel slide. They don't yeah, stop. Exactly. And I heard this in the body shop a lot. Oh, I hit the brakes. And when the brakes start, this was like right around the time when ABS wasn't 100% mandatory yet. But it was like, yeah, I hit the brakes and I actually started skidding faster. You didn't technically start skidding faster, but you hit the point where inertia caught up. And now you are no longer stopping. You are just skidding at a speed until the forces of gravity and the coefficient of friction. But if you hit the front brake enough and you start skidding, you're going down. Like I've been behind people and I watched oh, yeah. someone grab front brake. Yeah. And they their hand never let go until the bar hit the fucking yeah. concrete and knocked their hand yeah. off. And on and and a like, car and a motorcycle is totally different, but you, you like, don't actually accelerate, but you totally relinquish control. Where as if you were to pump the brakes or just feather the brakes and swerve. Like, yeah. I I'd laid twenty feet front black marks and you gotta let go and let it rehook and then get back on the brakes. Listen, man, what about those oh, grass clippings though? You had to lay her down. When there's grass clippings, wet leaves, a fucking gopher, a, a prairie dog runs across the road, you gotta lay her down. <laughs> At one point I had a listener send send us an email that was like, Well, what if you like come around a road and there's like a downed power line? <laughs> and, and, and then I was like, <laughs> I was like, that's the worst time to lay her down. <laughs> yeah. How about I keep the insulating rubber between me and the the road <laughs> even in the middle of a corner you grab a bunch of brake, and like also stop. that's also let's pretend that laying your dad would stop you from being electric this is that's what you just write up to an act of god yeah right yeah. And, and like oh god. but what about the grass people, i think too a lot of people don't realize how fast their bike will stop oh yeah like they've never done it like dude when i get a new bike i'll go in a like a clean road that i know is clean and I'll run up to like 80 and start grabbing brakes yeah. mm-hmm. to get a feel for what I it do does. this with every single bike I've ever yeah, had. Me too. I haven't Everyone. I haven't done this with Claire yet. We should do this actually. It's one you of the have? first things okay. I do. Mm-hmm. Mm. What's your dad? I want to meet him. <laughs> yeah, you should you should I, I, I tell I've told my listeners this a hundred times. Wherever you are, if it's like between two cornfields or something, you don't need that much space. I mean, you know, you need you need <laughs> Is that Eight. a Zach Galifianakis podcast? By the right. way, you don't need much space. <laughs> we do this in Colorado with ice too. Yeah, yeah. ice. But what about you the need grass about eight ice? seconds of clear road where there's no way yeah. anyone mm-hmm. can jut out in front of you. You get up to about first do it at like thirty miles yeah. an hour, and then do it at forty, and then do it at fifty, and then do it at sixty. But and at just thirty, you could stop in this garage. I know you did this. Well, maybe not on the polished concrete, uh, but on regular road. On mm-hmm. If you've got a bike with good front brakes. Just barely. Yeah. Take it like to my Wisconsin. KTM or my RC51, like you could stop. At 30, I don't think it'd be a problem to stop in that distance. So do you guys think had to lay her down is a myth? I, I think it's 100 percent It's 100 percent to help a bruised ego. Yeah. Here yeah, yeah. Basically. The only time I've ever seen a bike quote layer down, and it was a good thing, is there's a clip on the internet somewhere of some dude on the sport bike and a fucking f-150 pulls out and then sees him because he looks like a speck on the horizon and we all know that when motorcycles look like a speck they're actually right next to you Mm -hmm. and the fucking truck panic brakes like people target fixate the truck panic brakes the dude actually did lay it down and slid under the fucking i still wonder if he couldn't have stopped and uh he was going pretty fast but still same thing i've seen the clip he also had a long time from where the truck 
entered the intersection and pulled into the intersection. Every, the rider assumed he was going to keep going. I think it was actually a she. Okay. They assumed the truck was going to keep going. And I'm guilty And the of that truck too. didn't. But when the truck entered the intersection, like you could see my bike, dude. I would have been on the brakes and slowing yeah. down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would have already been prepared. And when the truck started moving, I might have clutched it up and rode a wheelie past it. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, that's one of the first things they teach you in your in a riding safety course. Like your first day is like a quick stop, and that's only like the, the short little track. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Granted, you're not going at like a super high speed. You might be in like second or third gear, if that. But like. Yeah. The, yeah, there's no really excuse But second year in a lot of bikes is learn. still 100 miles an hour. The yeah. stories of <laughs> I had to layer train. down yeah. on top of it, the physics don't add up when nope. I hear it. Yep. Yeah. These people totally panic braked yeah. and they lost the front or the back yeah. and then went down and then said they had to layer down. Because first of all, I don't know anyone that can be doing 25 miles an hour and can and somehow shift their weight. Yeah. To move even an 883 Sportster, yeah. even a Rebel 300, you just can't do it. There's too much inertia, yeah. too much centripetal force. Yeah, there's force. a lot of going on. And to lay it down, most people, the bike's sideways. Like, you're going to yeah. lay it down with yeah. the bike. You have to kick the back like, out. So how do you turn the bike? Stunt people have to fucking practice in movies to, quote, yeah. lay it down. They have to practice that yeah, shit. And really intentionally, hard. You and have Speedway, to, the only reason it's easy is because you're already sideways in a corner. <laughs> you just yeah. kind of so put the, the bike down. <laughs> and on those movies, if you ever slow it down, they have to put bald, slick tires on them and, like, yeah. heat them up. Yeah. And, like, like, not heat them up. So they have to be cold. But they have to be cold slicks, like really hard. And if cold it's wet ground, that are designed yeah. yep. to to slide. Yeah, it is. It is basic. It's I, an engineered move, and you definitely don't do it on a road prepared. It's motorcycle. literally a trained stunt, yeah. laying her down. You lie. I've, you lie. Yeah, I've it's, ridden a lot of motorcycles, and not to mention many, even this Rebel three hundred. Right. So this Rebel three hundred, like tiny little thing, or that Vespa. These things both weigh close to three hundred pounds. Yeah. In the in the event that this bike goes in a direction, it's like any direction <laughs> but straight on two wheels, it will kick force at you that will send you flying. Yeah, it has so much more for you. The moment those wheels go out of track and part yeah. of the bike touches the ground, the bike's gonna bounce and it's going to fling you, and it is so much stronger. Than you are. It's carrying more inertia. Uh, I mean, unless you're like a sumo wrestler, yeah, it's I, got way more inertia on whole, you. I was gonna say we can do another it, whole. The another, physics of yeah. laying her down are just bonkers. There's a whole other podcast on inertia, uh, gyroscopic moment, all that shit that you would have to overcome in order to lay it down. I, this I, is straight I also bullshit. Think, like at least maybe for me, but the idea of purposely crashing my bike. Is real hard to do. Yeah. Yeah. yeah emotionally, I don't yeah. think I could do it. Just, it's almost like sticking your hand in a fan on purpose. You have to overcome several self like <laughs> protective like instincts yeah, right. to do it, right? And, and in the flash of like a traffic accident, yeah. you're not yeah. thinking like you're not processing that. I'm gonna yeah. go with this. I remember losing the front end on my supermoto and my dad's like, Well, you give it more throttle. And I was like, So you're telling me I'm on a track, knee down, I lose the front end. And my, I'm supposed to give it more throttle? He's like, well, you're supposed to. Mark Marquez does it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not very successful anymore. No. I've done, it, I've done it since then. Marco Simoncelli tried it once. But what? It, it's, 
it's more sorry. like I put a lot of weight <laughs> on sorry. my knee and then let the front end rehook. But yeah, yeah. Because so, you like you fall, like you lose that centrifugal force and you kind of fall. Yeah. So when it's like elbow and or shoulder or whatever, fucking knee, and you're like trying to just yeah. keep it steady and then you can stand it back up. But if you don't have scrape marks on the top of your helmet in 2023, you don't know how to corner. Yeah. <laughs> Let's put it that way. Hey, so the next one says every place I've ever worked had a guy in his late 50s talking about the many, many times that he outran the cops <laughs> on a bike or a moped that had a bored out engine when he was a youngster, the old guy running from the cop story. And oh. I actually worked at a shop where a guy, a guy said this too. And the reason I wonder if this is true or this is the urban legend is because, uh, and, and the next comment was rad. It's always the bored out 50 C two strokes that get away from the cops. <laughs> <laughs> so the guy's like, I mean, yeah, if you got some rad dirt roads to get off. On, That's what this guy or says, Hey, backyard. Or to back be, in the day. I mean, they probably were right. And I this, ran on a CBR from one, but like trying to get through a neighborhood. Yeah. Like, well, it, this is doesn't be back in the day. There are YouTube videos of kids on like YZ eighties running from the cops successfully. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they probably got picked up later because they made a fucking YouTube video about it. <laughs> but no, I, I believe it. I have seen kids on like ADCC two but strokes. The, but this person specifically saying like old men. Yeah, this I, is the well, old I think guy. Story. Old guys talking about doing it like back in when they were seventeen. Though. I think yeah. a street bike on the street. You have to remember that nothing outruns radio waves, or the or the eye in the sky. Yeah, the eye in the sky too. Yeah, I God. believe they momentarily get away. You could momentarily get Claire. away from the police. Thank you, Claire. But they've they've caught your license plate, whatever. They've run the risk. They're not going to chase you. Yep. But you'll get you'll get a court summons in the mail. Like so, hey, know. dude, I did a whole episode on Ghost Rider. In Sweden, they have to fucking catch you, or at least they did back when he was doing his videos. They literally have to catch you uh, in order to give you that ticket. They can't assume they can't get your plate and go to your house and give you the ticket. They can't, they literally literally has to be you. They in catch. Sweden, in Sweden, uh, that's why he made all of his videos out running. You guys want to go to Sweden? Hell fucking yeah! Now I do. <laughs> Let's go to Iceland with Wiggins. I bet you it's pretty similar. Ooh, I'll take the green one. So, uh, by the way, this podcast is sponsored by Kim and her wonderful husband who uh, sent their beers down tonight. He, he works at Iron Fire. We're Iron have to, Fire, yeah. yeah. We'll have to have him on the podcast mm-hmm. one of these times. Uh, or we'll do a show down there. Let's do it. Let's do it. You guys ready to come back and, uh, yeah. and do this shit? <laughs> so this last one's pretty rad. This last comment about this particular incident says, yeah, to be fair, it's actually a pretty good, like those little board out 50 C's is a pretty good vehicle for outrunning cops. Cause you just ride it down some narrow alleys or stairways and then just find something to throw it behind. Like it was a little fucking yeah. bike. You just chuck it and then just walk with your hands in your pockets. Dude. Hey, you went that way. <laughs> if I was trying to outrun the cops, I would rather be on, on foot because like, they're fucking fat. I would rather be no, like uh, seriously. I would rather be on some sort of like (laughs) seventies, like nineteen seventies pit bike with no plate going through some neighborhood than a six hundred on the freeway. If I want to think about my odds of getting away from the cops (laughs) actually scot free, I'd rather be in a suburban neighborhood on something two stroke from the seventies than a modern bike on the freeway. Any day of the week. And this only goes for the U.S. If you look up on Reddit, there's several thousands of videos of 
cops in Brazil chasing people through what can only be described as the world's most narrow enduro cross course. Oh, fucking- it's like the set of District 9. <laughs> Dude, for sure. <laughs> and they fucking catch them every time. The Brazilian cops, DGAF. They are so it's, fucking it's hardcore. It's Fast Five. Dude, like- <laughs> for sure. Yeah. I, the dash cam footage, if you just process a little bit and you know throw some effect, it's fucking brilliant. Japan's got some funny laws, too. Oops, oops. Like, Hang on. Say that again. Japan has some funny laws too and they'll like I've seen them like do donuts with a cop like kind of chasing them and then just go through a gate and ride off real slow and the <laughs> yeah. cops like won't chase them damn the Japanese Gotta have wait. almost no motorized cops at all so mo- the vast majority of them walk some of them have bicycles I got arrested in Japan once and <laughs> they had to call for a car and it, we had to wait for like 45 minutes for a car to show up they were accusing me of stealing a bicycle that I didn't steal I guess like some other white guy it. stole the bicycle oh. um, but <laughs> in Japan they're like white guy some white guy you're- some fucked up racial shit happened to me in Japan <laughs> I've been the victim of a couple hate crimes I don't bring it up very often but it's true <laughs> um, but uh, yeah so getting away from the cops in Japan is really a case of if you have just a Honda Metropolitan you will get away from the cops nice. one I saw there like the cop was on a motorcycle too but they just they like wouldn't chase them through this thing that dude well in Japan right they don't want to fuck up the vehicle and here's what I heard about bank chases and all sorts of shit in Japan if there's somebody fleeing the cops the cops will fucking they have paint pellet guns and they'll fucking blast the car full of like the, they'll shoot the windshield so that oh, they can't see that good yeah. also yeah. when the general population sees a fucking orange covered car we do that in the states too yeah real bullets. but we, we do the real bullets here i want the, one for my bike we, yeah the paint pellets hurt a lot more here <laughs> But yeah, in Japan they'll fucking blast the car with the paint pellets. So when the normal- I never saw that happen. Well, well you <laughs> I was there for five <laughs> years. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, but this is the this is years. This is in the future. You were this there is back. In the future. You were there back when. Um, is this all happening? Akira well, yeah. Kurosawa was still making films. Yeah, I left in the late nineties. This yeah. this could be. This okay. is more modern. Yeah. The, the, apparently they marked the car, and then they just have to follow it with the fucking eighty bajillion cameras that are all over Tokyo yeah. or Japan. Fair enough. Yeah. Next urban legends. Well, actually, you know what? This sorry, I, yeah. I, I actually there is something that backs us up. So when when I was there, the the Japanese <laughs> cops they, they didn't have real guns. They had guns with rubber bullets. They probably replaced those rubber bullets with, with paint, paint bullets, bullets yeah, so they could mark someone. That that this holds up actually. Yeah, because it's like to the, it's it's like here in well in a lot of states. If you're on a motorcycle, they'll back off because they have like a no chase policy you're these days. To, but then look at that kid like a year ago that was doing 120 down like Wilshire or some shit. And remember that car pulled out and he just oh he oh, disintegrated. Yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah he literally like got in separated inside of his jacket. Yeah. He, got, he turned to mush. Yeah, yeah some videos showed it, some didn't. I think the yeah. helicopter like it couldn't keep up. It was like right because it was going at speed and then all of a sudden he stopped. Mm-hmm. The helicopter was like oh whoa 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 and there's yeah. a a video like from the front of the building. Yeah, like from the ground. Yeah. Was it during the day? Yeah. I think I saw that guy. I think I saw a version of that video, but like the the dude just goes out of frame. You see the bike just stop and he goes out of frame. Yeah. 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 There was another angle that like a security camera on a a building had and you see a lot more of it. But But it looks like he got thrown like a quarter mile. Yeah. A fucking Brett Favre did a Hail Mary. Honestly, (laughs) he was dead before he hit the ground. He should have had that. Oh, easily. 
If he had loud pipes, he would have lived. If he had, if only there was a big Yosh on that bike, dude, a big Yosh, or if he laid it down, <laughs> he was seriously doing like over a hundred. Yeah, yeah he could have laid it down too. He could have made it. Yeah. fucking guy, he laid it down with his big Yosh. He could have just he could have just jumped onto that Yosh and ridden it like a surfboard. And then, but then he'd be riding a trike for life, and no one would wave to him. Full circle. So, next urban legend: squids are people too. Do you guys believe that? No. Nope. <laughs> I had to explain what a squid was to somebody the other day. Really? They're yeah, like, and oh, they you were like a writer. And they were a writer. The worst part is, like in Indiana, they're really easy to spot because they don't wear helmets. But in California, everyone has to wear helmets. Right. But luckily, someone came up with the mohawk to identify them. Nice. And the best part is, like, they do it on their own, so you don't even have to, like... You like, have you have, wonder. you can either have a helmet with the mohawk on it, or just have a mohawk with yeah. no helmet. I, I still love the, the Muppet one. pullover. Uh, oh, yeah. oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I forgot about those, and then I saw one, actually, as, as Claire and I pulled oh, the out helmet, of... helmet, like the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah, okay. Listen, if those you're not, are Those are... Those are... Those are either motorcycling fans, only fans, <laughs> moto chicks. One of yeah, <laughs> you're right. How, how do you, how I, I do see you, more guys. I see those. it as one of yeah, motorcycling's yeah. big yeah. gifts to the world is the Muppet helmet pullover. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. I I need one in there's, my life. Yeah, there's. I think, I like think a monster if one you or Elmo. Yeah, the Elmo yeah. one, the Easter Bunny one's a good one. Yeah. I think uh, you know actually Rob, who's a listener of the show, has a fucking dog hell uh, dog thing, and that's how he, you can spot that's him good. at moto uh, events yeah. pretty good because he looks like a fucking wolf. It's like how does a furry look when they ride? Uh, like yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. If and if you're riding in Florida and you're wearing anything more than a t-shirt and fucking those slide-on sandals, you are fucking at gat. Uh, Florida, I think you're required so, to ride in sandals and yeah, you have to take your motorcycle. My thing with sandals. the squid yeah. is the squid is a couple <laughs> things. We've we've come to define the squid as no gear. Originally, I, squid though, is really a frame of mind. Yeah, oh, okay. but I think the no okay. gear because so most people who are serious will wear gear, and the the, the frame of mind that you're talking about usually is the same frame of mind of someone that rides like an idiot but also thinks that they don't need gear. Hmm. So well, they think they ride so well they don't need for gear. For sure. Mm-hmm. But it's so, they think it's they have a loud enough mind, pipe. So, but right. the no gear is just how we identify them. Yeah. Well, uh, so here's uh, – as I've thought about this more and more and more. Do you think you know, about this shit? I do. Wow. Believe it or not. I mean, I've got my own, my own motorcycle podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I think about it that much. The – the the thing with this is they I, – I, I, I'm, I've gotten – I used to judge people for not wearing helmets. I've gotten past that. I, I think – I don't like it and I wish I could talk them into wearing helmets. But if they've experienced speeds of honestly upwards of 35 miles an hour and they don't think they should be wearing a helmet, yeah. I don't know how me like talking to them judgmentally or non-judgmentally <laughs> is going to change the situation. Yeah. So, but the the one thing that I I have really started talking to people about though is fucking gloves. Mm-hmm. When I see someone riding without gloves, I'm like, it's like nine miles an hour you need to come off at that will just take all the skin off your hands. And then guess what you can't do? 
work. Oh, I thought you were saying whack name off. Name a job. <laughs> but work yeah, I mean, is very important. That can be work. I, just name a job yeah. where you don't need your fucking hands. Yeah. Right. You want to like take yourself out of the Puffer. workforce, the gene pool, and Fluffer. like anything fun you want to do for ages. And you need it for fluffer too. Somebody, rem- somebody. My Explain to me the, the difference vest. between puffer and fluffer. Not like the the riding vest, but like the the like field armor vest, right? Yeah. But in like a tank top. Yeah. And yeah. no gloves. Anybody like, just look up degloved on Reddit. Oh God. And no. mm. <laughs> but you know, I like, I agree with the glove thing, but you do still, and I'm sure it it um the gloves help no matter what. But then you do see like people that were wearing gloves too, and their like fingers are gone. But it would have been worse. Yeah, obviously, it helps if, if the gloves have up. fingers. I'm on also them. pretty sure that Mert Law will never wear. No, gloves, like so ripped, still ripped off. What? So I'm pretty sure Mert Law will never. But you know what either. he's doing now? He's making prosthetics because he lost him. all he his fingers. Right. I but yeah, I I I do talk I do see guys wearing they're wearing like the yeah. fingerless gloves and I'm like, dude, what are you doing? A lot, I mean, a lot of people are going to crash and they put their hands out, right? So that, that's your first instinct. That's yeah. your first instinct is Yeah, yeah, yeah probably, but your fingers are going to get a lot no, of it I too. I, I wear gloves. Meat crayons. Someone yeah. just yeah. told me this and like so I just got like metal hand guards for the first time and so kind of like my mindset, I still will wear gloves hey. no matter what. But I'm like, okay, well, I have hand guards. Would be on your bars. Yeah, but I'm thinking, you know, not rocks or different things aren't going to like hit yeah. them. But then they told me, which I never thought about, was like your hand guards folding up and crushing right. your fingers. I was going to say, to be, mm-hmm. to be if you've got fair though. Hand guards? No, hers are metal. They just have like Iron Maiden on them. Yeah. They, they're not even, <laughs> they're, not, they're, they're plastic, <laughs> they just say Iron Maiden on them. If and you it has like anything just, with, even a, a good plastic, like a Cherby's like Supermoto handguard that connects yeah. on both sides. Yeah. If you hit something hard enough with that to fold it in, the bike is throwing you pretty far. In That's you. true. And if because your hand you is hit pinched something in between there and you get thrown towards you what you hit and it's going to launch you. Yeah. You won't have any fingers anyway. Right. I've, when I raced Supermoto, I ran metal ones, but I crashed quite a few times on them. You're not going to hurt those handguards. Yeah, I've They're crashed crush pretty gnarly with those yeah. Acer Bs or whatever you, yeah. how you pronounce it. Uh, no one, no one really knows right. how Chirbys, it's. Right? Fuck yeah. See this guy. Can you, uh, the exhaust, the Russian exhaust, can you pronounce that right? Oh, Akropovich? Akropovich. Yeah, but still, uh, you're, you, just, you just pronounce the syllable a little different, but yeah. So hey, I don't want you to leave here at eleven o'clock tonight and get home at fucking three in the morning. You got to work the same time I do, which is as a BCOD. But Odon, there's not a lot of difference, right? So uh, let me turn these two fools down. Here's another urban myth: the tires are slippery at first. (laughs) That's um, oh, used to be a lot more true. There was a mold release on, bet yeah, but yeah. My, my, I have my res- not had it on new tires in right. 15 or more years. I was going to say, my response to this was like, yeah, maybe if you had a fucking time machine and you went back in time, yeah. but nowadays with the molding process, they don't yeah. actually put release agents on the tires anymore. Um, and you used to scrub them in. Yeah. Like you would and you can li- ease in and, mm-hmm. and you not can that way anymore. literally take a brush on car race tires when I was used to yeah. autocross. People used file. to actually... Take sandpaper, brush, file, whatever, and actually, quote, scrub them in. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, and nowadays they don't come with release agents in the molds. They, I, uh, I don't know about car race tires, but I assume they're the same. When you get a slick, you have to put warmers on it, and it's the final curing process of the rubber. Right. And if you don't let them sit for like 45 minutes or an hour in warmers – 
then your tires won't last like they should. And so, yeah, and it's so more about a durability things. thing. You, yeah. Your slick tires that you buy, either the shop is required to tell you that, or the tire comes with something that tells you to do that. Yeah. Regular tires. Don't fucking say that. And that's how you know it's not a thing. Because if it was right, a thing, for they would get oh, yeah. sued out of existence yes, because yeah. you don't get told to scrub your tire well, in. Well, yeah, that's only – well, that's, that's not – That's how you a, know it's not a thing to scrub your tires that's in. That's a curing process for yeah. slicks and DOT race compounds. Right. right. But again, but that's, but that's either the that's shop totally has to tell you to do it or right. it comes with a card that tells you. Because there's this no – This is not true with regular tires. There's right. no lawyer that's going to let you sell anything nowadays without putting – 85,000 fucking mm-hmm. cautions on it and but that's I've, one of the things but it's been over 15 years ago now but yeah. I put new tires on and had that problem but when yeah. I moved here 15 years ago and I bought a bike the first thing I did was put fresh tires on it because they were spanked um, I never had an issue yeah with it. like never never so. and I, I forget exactly it might have been the motorcycle men but I listened to a podcast and they had the guy that works at Dunlop and Shinko who is Shinko owned by are they owned by Bridge I, or Dunlop I think the Chinese government but it could be but i think shinko is actually owned by like another um like dunlop or something that would explain them getting better yeah so and he was like the distributor for western power sports all this bullshit and he was like yeah motorcycle tires uh, tires rubber in general hasn't been um cast and molded with a release agent for a long time because you don't need it anymore it's right. like 3d printing it's like the molding process everything is so good now and the tolerance yeah. are so tight the shit pops out of the mold you could go do a fucking really unless it's part of a curing or durability right. like mm-hmm. cycling the tire heat yeah. cycling something yep. you could do that with a new fucking frying pan you know what i'm saying sure honestly, you can go you scramble eggs in it every time bikes line up on a grid in any race that you've watched on tv Every single one of those tires is brand new. It rolled out of the pit lane yeah. onto the track, mm-hmm. and it did a, it did the warm up lap. But they're good to go. Yeah, yeah. there's no waiting, and you see how they go into turn one. Yeah. Well, uh, one thing I wanted to yeah, see too to is a Moto that, America race. You can see them pick them up off the rack. Yeah. Put them right yeah. on the bike, dude. I have three sets of slicks at home that I think the most anyone has is six laps on it. Yeah. And I was going to say taking them off, putting brand new ones on. One of the thing that the, one of the things that this person said is that also the the heat cycles on tires they warm up a lot faster now. The way they're manufactured and the way the sidewalls and the uh, the carcass is manufactured, mm-hmm. they warm up a lot faster. Yeah. You put tire warmers on them. You should. There's no cold. There's no cold tires anymore. If you've ridden more than five minutes, like within the but first also, five or ten minutes, you can claim cold like tires. Those tires and those tires and. Even the tires that I just sold that were on my RC51, they don't need to be hot. Only a track tire needs to be warm. Yeah. Like they, they're hard as – or they suck when they're cold. Right. But – or at least – Exactly. Break, a uh, race brakes, if you run in yeah. like carbon fiber or like synthetic brakes, they don't work below a certain temperature. Yeah. That's why they're not recommended for street use. They're yep. only recommended for okay, track so use. So not urban legend, conspiracy theory are a lot of people who crashed – Going tires? like, oh, I changed my tires four days ago. Were they not scrubbed in properly? Ooh. Is this like I had to layer down? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I was on new tires. Yeah. You know how slick they yeah. are. It's just a I level. just put these tires on, man. Yeah. The only time that I've crashed on the street, and it's kind of like what you're saying, but I think you'll agree with it more. I was a block from home. I hit a little gravel. Oh. And then the tire never rehooked. Yeah. Where if it was not brand new and again 
This was 16, 17, 18 years ago. Had you not hit gravel, you wouldn't have crashed. Same. Probably would have been fine. Same, but he had a loud drive, exhaust, it, it would have hooked. <laughs> no, I had, yeah. I had a D&D on that You thing. had to lay it down. You could hear me across town in Terre Haute. But he had it, a loud uh, pipe, but he had to lay it down. But the tire never even attempted to rehook. Yeah, yeah. But again, like maybe that one was more gravel. literally less than a block from my house. Yeah. So it wasn't four days. Wait, so as it wasn't rehooking, like, you know, sometimes I know they say like in thrust, we trust, like sometimes like laying off the throttle will help you get traction back. That was like idling to, it that depends. was like a slow first gear corner. Like it was, I was just, but again, the gravel definitely like started it. And yeah. It, yeah. And it, the it, grass it was so quick that I was like, you had to lay it down. Yeah. You had to lay it down. <laughs> just, just. So what no, about what about down. this one? I was still on the bike when it laid all the way down. Like, I was I, like, I will Oops. never get off the bike ever. <laughs> yeah. If the bike goes upside down and I'm I'm doing you an inverted dive it? like Maverick, he's I'll just fucking, giving it more throttle. <laughs> yeah, yeah. throttle <laughs> when in doubt, throttle out. That's what I'm saying. Maybe lucky, but that's the only time I've been down on the street. Nice. The, I've been down uh, on the street lots of times. I, I was turned out by my father. Uh, so here's another urban legend. Some say that those who the well those the people who don't take the MSF course get a call from the motorcycle police and then die seven days after. <laughs> <laughs> no, any anyone gonna bite on this one? <laughs> I've never taken that course. <laughs> really? You're fired. Yeah, never. You know. Yeah. So okay, okay, so I have more miles on the street and on the track than ninety nine percent of people that exist. I know. I don't believe that. Now, am I saying that I could not learn anything? No. There's probably something I could learn. No, when you first start. Yeah, I never took the safety course. And you're not so, dead. I got my permit. I got my license on a CBR nine hundred RR. He doesn't know so, he's dead, guys. He doesn't know he's dead. So it I got I he's got my motorcycle license. Uh, me and a uh, 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 frequent frequent guest and contributor to Nokomoto, uh, we got our motorcycle licenses in Columbus, Indiana, in like 2002 or everyone knows or Columbus like is in Ohio. There's no fucking and- <laughs> Columbus, Indiana. This fucking liar. Uh, <laughs> um, we were like the last two people, like in Indiana, it seems, that got their license by going to the BMV and just getting followed by a dude. Which oh, is yeah, the Bavarian motor? I had to go take, like, I had to, like, take the a test in a parking lot. Yeah, yeah in oh, Indi- Indiana's called the BMV. It's the yeah, Bureau, it's the BMV. It's Indiana. the Bureau of Motor Vehicles. Yeah. I told you, okay. Wiggs and I are going to talk some Hoosier <laughs> shit. Uh, so we go to the BMV and like, no, like, so a dude, like, all I had to do was call and be like, and set up. That's what I did. And then a dude followed me in a car around town. <laughs> really? And, yeah, and he was like, "Here's a list of like ten things that I need you to like see you do." Huh. And, and, and he's uh, like, but I can't ride. He's so I'm like, gonna Papa cage Willy. You. I'm going yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> to like, cage you behind you. I need a sick burnout. You, if you're I got mine in either 02 or 03. I think I got it in 02, actually. Really? Yeah, we no, must I maybe, have done no. it around the same time. It was right I, after high school. I think me. I got it in 03. High school was 02 for you guys? I graduated like 01, Sorry. I think. Yeah, I graduated in 02. What the um, fuck? I had to redo. I got my permit, and I let it expire, and I had to go redo my permit. And I remember taking my permit test. Seven? I graduated I, uh, fucking high school in 1902. You motherfuckers. <laughs> you bunch of motherfuckers. Anyway, and I remember being like, these questions are fucking bonkers. And the lady was like, uh, yeah, I've heard from several people that if you ride like this, you'll die. Speaking of which, did you guys like, hear that Liza fucking failed her test like three fucking times? Dude, I, if you uh, take the test, if you I know mean, how to ride a motorcycle, that test is fucked. What? 
No. no. When she was reading off the things, I was like, yeah, that's common Where, sense. Are you talking so, about the DMV writing test? No, the, she the had to take test. a written test. Oh, yeah. And to me, it made total sense. I Which, was I passed the writing test on a CBR 900, and the only point I got was the U-turn I had to dab. She, she, she fucked up the written test. It was a CBR 900. I was like full yeah, lock trying yeah. to do a U-turn. Like, you can't yeah. do that. So, yeah, like I said, so like me and Dr. Mike, like a dude just followed us around town. That's, that, that sounds creepy. Crazy. Out of context, especially That's when I make this drop later. When I make <laughs> From that like sound the bite beginning later. of time until like really? 2000 and something. Yeah. A dude followed <laughs> us so, around town. But, when, but then when I moved out here to Colorado. Made a second. It, so what? it was weird because I'm not a U.S. citizen. And I'd lost my green card as well. So I'd reapply and like get all my new shit. And so I went to the BMV. I was like. You're what's wrong with America today. They, so. <laughs> What happened was, is I had to take the MSF course. And uh, um, so I know some people around town. Is it not called the MSF here? Yeah, it is. Yes, MSF. Oh, okay. So so I took it, but I took the Harley Davidson But since you're from another country, I just wanted to make sure. Harley Davidson has their own version of it. Yes. And so it's basically all the regular MSF stuff. But they throw in all this weird like Harley lore and nonsense into it. So like like the first four hours was just touring the Harley yeah, dealership they want you to trying buy a to bike sell you right shit. after you get you they yeah, give yeah. you your yeah. license and they want you to buy a big bike they're like oh here's a here's a eight eighty three Sportster <laughs> so listen so this year Harley Davidson began they don't have a blast they don't have an eighty eighty three anymore they don't have they, the five hundred anymore either they don't have the street five hundred they basically have an XA five hundred which is their Chinese model. Yeah. They're not for sale here, but they are, but they Well, they do have them for the courses. They do have them for the courses and they immediately want to put you on a fucking like 1900cc bike after yeah. you pass the test. Oh no, they, like the first thing they did is they were like, "Here are the sportsters. Well, those are for pussies. Let's go check out the fucking Dinas." Like uh, seriously, they they, yeah, they, they do. N- not only that, not forget like the fucking Dinas. They showed Those us are the Dinos. They're yeah. like, by the way, you're going to buy a bike and then you're going to want to fucking like get the power up because those fucking assholes in Congress make us restrict them and bullshit. So like there's like a whole like political lesson that came with this. It was ridiculous. They're like, it's only $200 to power dyno your bike. It's ridiculous. This is before like the first thing, right? And then they'll like, throw hey, in a free helmet. You'll get a free helmet. Though. You're not or from this t-shirt. country. Was this the, the American? T-shirt, there was no free helmet. Was this the American dream they were trying to sell you? Pretty much. Wow. Yeah. Dude, yeah. they were like talking about gear and they're like passing gear around. And they're like, now you got to have eye protection. Now, see, these sunglasses have little bits of plastic on the side to stop rocks getting in. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, I raised my hand. I was like, if we're seriously suggesting anything that's not a full face helmet, what the fuck are we? Is this not a safety course? Wait a minute. What are we talking? They're talking about safety eyeglasses Didn't and shit. Didn't you get your DOT do-rag? Luckily, yeah. though, <laughs> the sp- of speaking of one percenters, they made full faces cool on Harleys. <laughs> and now it's... Do you know? No, uh, thank God cool, right? for yeah. Jax Teller. But it, Where's a full face? So uh, I, did, I learned this Jason in Momoa. Texas. So uh, Texas is not a um, a, uh, a helmet state, but in Texas, if because of the one percenters, if you ride without a helmet in Texas, the police are allowed to pull the one percenters over without cause, mm. unless so they have in, a helmet so on. So in Texas, all the one percenters started wearing helmets. 
so they couldn't just get pulled over for no cause. Ooh. And that spread the one percenter helmet thing. Mm. Nice. It's I like thought it was like more of a California thing. God, and look at might, that. I don't look know. It's that. a Houston gang thing. But the full face came from like the HAs and the Vagos and everyone. They all wear full faces. And it, maybe it's the gang thing. I don't it's know. It's the but gang thing. They just can't get pulled over for no reason. Yeah. And then wow. everyone just started wearing full face. Now, like especially out here, but really everywhere, like you're seeing Harleys, baggers, whatever, like everyone's yeah. wearing full faces. When I was a kid, I lived down the street from some Hells Angels and the helmet law wasn't a thing in California yet. And they still wear full face, but they're leather masks and they had had a zipper, right? It was like a gimp mask. It was the president. He was so fucking scary. What's a gimp mask? Like a oh, I'll show you later after the podcast. Yeah, you see Tobor's head yeah, over there. I was say. Uh, paint that black and put my head inside of it. And, that's and a little red ball in the mouth. Um, yeah, but you you were saying anyone that can ride a bike isn't going to pass the the test. I, I so. The test, the the MSF course isn't perfect. It's not supposed to be. You're Get getting, out of this country, you you're communist. You're getting like thousands upon thousands of riders all over the country in different cities, in different kinds of traffic, rural, urban, whatever, dirt roads, the middle of San Francisco. Wait a minute, you have to come up with the widest guidelines yeah. that are that are that you can't pick a hole in for the widest group of riders. So you take the MSF, and then when you finish the MSF, what do they tell you? You get a you slip. should take more of these classes. Yes, well, the next there, thing they there's tell you. an advanced MSF, and there's yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. you well, don't have to. That's also how their foundation stays alive. Yeah, I, I'm recommend- not saying it's bad. I've recommended it to a lot of people. I just said I never took it. Yeah, I, I recommend know, it. But I, I think it's it. fun. Yeah. I, I had a good time with I, it. I recommend it because then you can skip a line at the DMV. You don't have to take the driving test. You don't have to do. I didn't do, have to take the California one, so I. You, know. you don't have oh. to do the like the benefit of doing the course is you don't have to do the lollipop test at the DMV. And here's the oh, thing: so the DMV here still does the test themselves. Uh, I've never had. Yeah, because most states now you California. can't. It's just the MSF course. Like they, yeah, most, I think you can California, do I think either it's or. Like in in. Uh, you can do either not? or. Yeah. Right. In most states, you can't do either. And most states have just gone, no, we just let the MSF do it. For oh, like, like third party judge you. It's yeah. third party. And then you take your graduation card or whatever yeah, yeah, to yeah. the BMV That's afterwards. what I did. And it not only helped me with that, but it helped me for my first year of insurance. They gave me a deal for one year that you got, since you took a, a writing course, yeah, you, get yeah. a, you get a yeah. discount. Mm-hmm. But here in California, they changed to, from the MSF to the Lee Parks. I didn't know they had the MSF in 19. 19- 17 <laughs> they it was called the motor by the mbsf back right. then, the motor, motorized bicycle safety foundation but they uh they changed the lee parks a couple of years ago and i don't think msf has as much pull here in california as it used mm. to yeah lee parks is a totally different lee that parks actually teaches you supposedly practical instead of just like the basic shit lee parks totally supposedly put you through like the paces in a, mm. in a practical way. I'm not hundred percent sure. Cause I got my license, th- you know, when motorcycles were still basically bicycles with engines. So what do I, what do I give a shit? See, and I'm to the point now, if I take a safety course, it's going to be like the rawhide ADV stuff. Yeah. If I yeah. take a safety course, it's yeah, going to be I'm, on GIMP safety. I'd be interested <laughs> in like the intermediate, you know, the yeah. learning more. Like, yeah. yeah. I think they're good for any new rider. So let's move on. Now that we're 347 hours in, yeah. uh, this this is – and I want to get out of here a little early because I want you to be able to go home. 
thought you were like riding them all over Pasadena tonight. Not her. <laughs> oh, okay. She lives in Temecula. She's got two hour ride yeah, home. Yeah, you guys still have to go riding around town tonight. Or I need to sober up a what tiny bit. I don't want to say all the way, but a you Camry. know. Oh, okay. <laughs> Dude, she's got her Harley Davidson Camry here tonight, baby. I do. It's a uh, dude. She's got a one seventeen. She's got the biggest bike out of all of us here. Um, counter steering. That's how you ride it? Counter steering, target fixation, and a dead battery. Even though you just replaced it. What's the urban legend behind counter steering? The urban legend behind counter steering is the fact that on a motorcycle you steer by turning in the opposite direction. Supposedly, there's an urban legend about this that people didn't know that you. You counter steer. No one's going to believe it. It's too far fetched that you push left, lean left, turn left. You push on the right side to, to turn left. which way? No, you don't. <laughs> That's yeah, the, yeah, yeah. I okay, can tell right, he right. never took the MSF because <laughs> yeah, the very first like, fucking yeah. lesson they teach you is push left, yeah, lean left, turn he's left. Like, the other day I was over on my elbow. Pushing, push it, <laughs> pushing left would steer right. Inner so steering. I put <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm like, wait a minute, because you're wanting to. You're wanting to point the wheel right. Yeah. So counter steering basically is due to gyroscopic moment on a motorcycle. If you were to spin a wheel, you could spin a wheel on a rope and it'll hold itself there because of gyroscopic moment on, right. a, on a rope. It'll, it'll stay sideways. I've done on a lot a of things pushing a rope. There you go. That's quote for doing drugs in California, guys. Um, but yeah, so so when you push left, it, it it initially leans the wheel right, and it starts to lean in, and then eventually you don't you don't a hundred percent you know keep it pushed to the right a hundred percent of the time. But it's how a gyroscope works. You you have to lean it on its side to get it to to turn, and then you can a little bit start to point it in the direction that you want to go. But to initiate the lean, you have to get it to lean over by, by well, counter steering. Where your point of friction is. If you're going left, that point of friction is going to go to the right, right. which means your weight is now going to be left of the bike. And all of – yeah. So, so gravity, what people everything. struggle with is the fact that even though they do it intuitively, they struggle with thinking about the handlebar in the direction that they're turning going forwards. Right. But if you think about it that, oh, well, if you wanted to tip your bike to the left, you would instinctively just standing still – turn your handlebars and point the wheel to the right. Yeah. That part of it is intuitive to people. Yeah. They just can't get over when they think about it. Oh, I push this handlebar here. But just connect that idea with your wheel turning right yeah. and you're like, oh, okay. Yeah. It's like an emotional problem almost more than a physics and understanding problem. I yeah. have to say to this day, when I go shooting, sometimes I'll close one eye. I've learned to shoot with both eyes open. But when I close one eye. Best practice. It is. But a lot of people shoot with one eye, right? The right. dominant eye, I'm assuming. I don't know which eye I close. And when I think about it so that I know, I start getting confused and I'll use them Are both. you right-handed? I'm right-handed. You should close your left eye. I think so. Because if you close your right eye, you're looking down the side. But I'm telling, right I've eye. done it where like, when I think about it, yeah. I'll close my right eye and I'm like, no, that feels right. Yeah. And then I'll close my left eye and I'm like, no, wait, that feels right. Yeah. It's like when I'm thinking about it, I can't fucking do it. Yeah. I'm a left-handed. Yeah, so like, don't when, think about yeah, like when it's you intuitive. Don't, don't think about it. I'm if left-handed. I have to put the piece of tape on one. I've on done one that side for glasses. Sure. Yeah, I, I'm left-handed, but I do a lot of stuff right-handed. But one of the biggest tests is to put your hands out like this and then to bring it to the eye, which feels normal. And to me, it's my left eye, and I shoot left-handed, and and that makes a lot of sense. You know what I'm saying? So a lot. Of, I think a lot of people are 
even if they're right-hand dominant, left-hand yeah. dominant, I think they're still confused because I bat right-handed. I eat left-handed. I Plays guitar left. Play the car upside down. Play guitar right left-handed, but I throw right-handed. I do a lot of stuff ambidextrous, but when I shoot, it's definitely left-handed. And when I pull my my finger in, it's it's to the left eye, and that's like definitely uh, one of the ways that uh, I just got a bow, and like that one, I have to be right because that's the side of your face that I'm shooting. Yeah, from. yeah. So but with so, a pistol, like I said, when it, I think about it, I confuse myself. And if you're shooting. You're right-handed. If you're shooting and you close your right eye, you're not seeing those well, sights anymore, for a rifle, right? But for a pistol, I'm straight in front of my so that's because because getting back to motorcycles, <laughs> I think the confusion is happening that a lot of people ride Guns a bicycle are, when they're a kid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when you're riding a bicycle or a big wheel or a tricycle, and you know, if you get up to a bigger bicycle, you stop thinking about how you ride a bicycle pretty quickly. Yeah. And when you think about riding a bicycle as a kid, especially if you like got to age like fifteen and stopped riding bicycles and or sixteen and started driving cars and shit and whatever and was like, I can't ride the bicycle. How am I gonna get girls with that? That kind of thing. All of a sudden you're riding a motorcycle, you haven't been on two wheels for a long time. You remember when you were like five learning to ride a bicycle and you were going so slow. You were not counter-steering. And that's the other funny thing, too. If you're going slow enough on a motorcycle, yeah. you do yeah. turn the wheel. Right. It's like below uh, – there's it, a thing. Below five do, miles yeah. an hour, below eight miles an hour. But I think, whatever it is. I think yeah. you still initiate the other. So you'll kind of whip it, get the weight moving, and then start steering with it. Yeah. Uh, it, it's a funny thing. But, but I think from, slow speed, from like totally being a little it. kid and, and super slow speed right. and yeah. then doing like the parking lot stuff with like a bigger bike and whatever, people don't think that they're supposed to counter steer. But if you know you're supposed to counter steer, you're way less likely to fucking hang it up in the middle of a corner on a mountain road yeah. Yeah. because, you know, push it in. Look into the Look, turn. Yeah, looking that's the other thing is the things. turning, yeah. like looking – you know, pointing yeah. your nose or, or you know where you're going. You look. You that's the other weird. You go part where you're looking. To it, yeah. Like, yeah, and that's part of target fixation. I've done like racetracks where you see the corner exit and you're supposed to look all the way to the yeah. Exit. It's sometimes and that's it's what they so show, fucking they teach hard you in the course too. It's I like you're looking at the back opposite. There's a couple but, points because I'll look at my front tire and I'm like, no, look up. Yeah, I'm like sitting there doing that the whole fucking. There's time. a couple points on Angeles Crest and and the Angeles Highway. Force Angeles Force Highway. They get me because they are such a long sweeper, and I'm looking so far fucking left from where I'm going. There, they must be left-handers that I'm that I'm recalling. I'm looking so far left that I actually go over the into the lane a little bit and then come back because I just hold it steady well, and, and the curve isn't perfect. Yeah. On those two, it's weird because a lot of them there's a rock face, so you can't look where you're mm-hmm. supposed to because yeah. you couldn't see anything. Well, yeah, when Wait. you're going into the corner that way, but but when you, when I'm when we're going to those long sweepers, I, I first the first thing I do, very first thing I do, is I look ahead to see if there's any cars coming, and if there's <laughs> cars coming, I'll kind of look straight and just kind of keep my line. But if there's no cars i will look way the fuck up there and i'll lean and i will just keep my eye on that spot until i get there and sometimes that makes me go into the other lane and then drift back out you know what i'm saying but you definitely look where you go which is part of target fixation and and you definitely hold that position the whole time and if you don't let go you'll do like this perfect 
arc, you know. And and, and if you and need then to add the camber, what is it? Yeah, yeah. If you add camber, if so, you need, if you need this, I think super super uh, California Superbike School teaches this. If you need that circle to reduce, you let off throttle, but you keep the same attitude or position. And if you need to increase that circle, you increase throttle and it'll increase, you know, but you never stop looking and you never stop that exact same position and you'll turn. So, so Hold on. I just want to say on uh, looking where you're going, like looking into the don't corner, do it. I can tell you how to teach yourself to do this better than 99% of all people, you know, in half an hour. And is it for free for our listeners? Yes. Get you can do this with a bicycle. What you need, all you need is you know, the the freaking camping headlamps. Yeah, oh, shit. what you need to do is take even a bicycle, oh. like a, a mountain bike. But I think it's best if you get like a like a kid's pit bike, go into some sort of field or even a parking lot at night. It's got to be real dark and barrel race in the dark for half an hour. <laughs> no, I'm not you're, kidding you're gonna you. look because like, you need to turn that corner because everything fast else like is dark and yeah. you will have to turn your head and that headlamp will put it where On you're going to go. Yeah. And you do like 15 20 laps that way. Yeah. Whether it's in a parking lot or a field is best cuz it's really going to be dark and you will learn to look into the corner no, because it feels like you're leaving everything behind. Yeah. Like you're not looking where you're going. Right. It's a little bit of a leap of faith at first, but once you do it 10, 20 times, you realize, Oh no, this is way safer and more secure. Mm-hmm. So you have, but when it fits dark and you're just wearing a headlamp, you have no choice. Yeah. And in the MSF, if you ever take it, they tell you break, look, turn yeah like that's a, that's the sequence mm-hmm. is to slow down then look where you're gonna go and then turn because if you're gonna do a u-turn you look behind you you will turn behind you if you look at the curb because you think you're not gonna make the u-turn you think it's too tight you're gonna go hit the mm-hmm. fucking curb but if you're looking where you want to go your body will either lean out to the edge and let you make that turn slow or if it's a if it's a wide turn it'll let you, ma- you your body will do the work for you you your eyes need to tell your brain yeah. where, where you want to go the only time you really need to think about the counter steering like in a serious way is if you're not doing a turn you're doing a swerve yeah a swerve's a different move you're still generally still kind of going forward. You just need to zigzag your path. And for that, you seriously need to know yeah. how a counter steer turn works. But if you just get your fucking sh- head over your shoulder, yeah, yeah. you don't got to think shit about your handlebars. Yeah. You'll just go there. And it's same in a car, racing. That's what they teach you as well. And as Wiggs and I can contend, all of that changes once you hit the dirt. <laughs> I know when you, you still look listen. ahead in the dirt. You're, yeah, this, for the principal. Yeah, but it, but in the dirt, if you want to turn left, turn left, you turn left. Mm-hmm. Like your tire bites different on a dirt Depends bike. On the, you don't really. I you can lean it in more. So like when you're sliding, is that what you're talking about? Like in a berm, if you don't turn left, you mm. are not going to go left. I so, think like a motocross guy in a berm, a lot of shit goes out the window. Yeah. At that point. Like motor, that's what I'm saying. Like yeah. motocross and dirt. Your leg is, for example, your left or right leg is not where it should, it should be, be on the street. On, yeah, yeah. yeah. Everything and goes out the window. That's you're what, yeah. sitting on the gas tank. Yeah. You're doing a lot of weird and stuff. And there's a flat track. Like it's more learning how to slide was weird, but like it's more just pushing the inside bar down. Yeah. And then the bike yeah. will kind of. You're not even. 
So yeah, flat you're like trying to touch your elbow the to the side right. of your helmet. Yeah. So flat and tracking, if you counter steer, you'll slide. But on motocross or anything else, if you want traction, you turn into the and you, give it gas. Well, also switching, are you standing? Are here's you standing the thing. The yeah, yeah so it's the variables go out the it's window and dirt. Different, yeah. <laughs> with motocross and with flat track, because there's no front brake, a lot of times when you see the guys really tucked into the corner, they're not – that's not about steering. That's about scrubbing. Speed. Right, right. So, yeah. like, especially flat track because there is no front brake. When you see guys, like, you would turn right. When you see the bars go left, they're actually scrub, scrubbing they're turning the front tire sideways yeah. to scrub speed. Yeah, yeah. And then that also, I mean, that helps plant the front end. It helps slow the bike down, and it helps rotate the bike quicker, too. Yeah. So, so yeah. it does a lot of weird things. Yeah. And dirt, yeah, dirt's a whole different animal. But again, that, steering you're taking a lot window. of principles there and throwing them out the window. Exactly. Or even Marquez, like when you watch him go into a corner, you'll see him a lot, like toss yeah. that front end sideways to scrub and plant that front. And front honestly, end. a lot of a lot of uh, good street riders start on dirt. So last, last urban legend I have. Well, thank God. <laughs> thank God. For fuck's sake, it's a twelve. It's midnight here in California. Uh, last urban legend is, ain't there something about hanging a bell off your bike or <laughs> gremlin bell? Oh, the gremlin bell. Yeah. <laughs> so I did a whole episode on gremlin bells. So I'm gonna let you guys run with this shit and tell me like, what again, this is more of just throwing responsibility off of yourself. <laughs> oh, there. I don't need to do There's a that walk aspect. around in my bike. I've got a gremlin bell. Right. Oh, my clocks out the window when you got a gremlin bell, right? T clocks <laughs> out the window. Also, I think the gremlin bell is uh, an apology for like all your friends that died in crashes when they mm. weren't wearing helmets. Mm. It was <laughs> those gremlins. I'll put a gremlin bell to justify Steve's accidents that Actually, killed him. You don't put a gremlin bell on your own bike, too. That's, That's true. That's right, right. Yeah, right. Someone else has to do it, right. supposedly. Right, yeah. So let's well, do that. You're burn. not allowed to buy a gremlin bell. A gremlin bell has to be given to yeah, you. Yeah, it's given mm-hmm. to you. Okay. So my, my flat tracker had one for a long time, and it came on it, like when I got the bike from the junkyard. And just because of that, well, and what it said, I kept it. What did it say on it? So it had this chick splitting, sitting <laughs> spread eagle. With like cut off shorts, and it, and it was like eating, cast eating? in the little bell, right? And that's that's what it was. It was like this chick, like spread eagle, like doing something. And I was like, that fucking bell staying on that bike. Nice, but it it fell off somewhere. Ah, oh, it's fuck. buried that's into well, a. Uh, it's well, buried so, into so a what about somewhere. these like mass like bike blesses as Wait, well? Tio, Tio, oh, yeah, Tio, Tio, it fell off at a racetrack somewhere. Yeah. So is so it that caught track, a gremlin, right? Is that, That's what it did. It caught a gremlin, or yep. is that track blessed now? Yeah, like, how does that work if your it, gremlin bell falls of off on a piece of road? Yeah. That thing is buried under the clay somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> I always wonder, like, when you get a new bike, like, are you supposed to move the bell over to the new bike? Mm. I mean, I don't. That I don't know. I No, I think it stays with someone's the bike. Supposed, someone's supposed to buy you a new bell for your new bike. Well, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like, we okay. do, like. I don't know about the actual myth itself. I mean, I know about it, but I I don't know if I believe in it necessarily, but I like it. I think it's a fun thought. So So we do like bell exchanges since you can't buy your, or you shouldn't buy your own. We'll like, for Christmas, we'll usually do like bell exchanges. If I can find one with no pants on again, I'll get junky one. And that's another thing. They're fun. Like there's some pretty cool ones out there too. It's true. The concept of gremlin bells is fun. And I'll admit that. Uh, Gremlins is a World War II Air Force thing. Um, the the pilots would talk about Gremlins, and um, like I mean, I, I'm not even sure if like how much the word exists before World War II, kind of like jeeps and things like that. Um, the uh, <laughs> 
Junkie's showing us some rude patches. I can't even read that uh, far away. But, um, I'm blind. So, so uh, there's a lot of Air Force motorcycle crossover culture. Yeah. So much motorcycle. Well, I mean, that's where the HAs and everything is, came from. Yeah, came there's, out of. there's a lot of stuff. There's a lot of engineering. I mean, look at that Vespa. That's an aircraft frame. Uh, there's uh, that motorcycle aircraft engi- style mm-hmm. engine. There's a lot of stuff. That all comes from aviation and gremlins and gremlin bells is one of those things. So a lot of these pilots, they're talking about gremlins and they'd have their bells and their shit. They just brought that over to motorcycles. Yeah. yeah. That's really where it comes from. But it's become not like a British bike thing. It's really become a, an American it's become cruiser a thing. Where I've always seen it. A British cruiser mm-hmm. thing, American cruiser stuff in general. And the, yeah, you got to have this. Um, well, there's not really an American cruiser besides a Harley. Oh, there's the new Polaris, but... What about the Indians? Yeah, yeah, that's the Polaris. Well, they, what about they, the Crockers? Yeah, what about yeah. the Excelsiors? So, Those aren't new. So the, the Gremlin thing Those is that... pre-World War II. Is really that's that you, you have this thing that you put on there, and it's just a total juju thing. Yep. And, I mean, it's essentially harmless... I would say that it it about breaks even in the wash because I said there are these things. Ooh, this is nice. Uh, junkie just handed me a Schlitz patch <laughs> put on my jacket. Uh, the, the, I would say that that is this thing that kind of like throws off a bit of responsibility. Oh, I'm not responsible for my safety. There's gremlins. But there is something to having someone give you the bell and they and then like okay you're riding with this group and someone else is concerned about your safety yeah. and and it's just sort of a reminder that some shit happens out there and so it's kind of breaks even i just don't believe in nonsense so i'm just like i don't even want it on my bike but it's it's harmless mm-hmm. but it's weird i don't know yeah. i yeah Mine was on the bike, and it was just amazing, so I had to keep it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah yours sounds pretty rad. <laughs> if actually. you've got one of a girl's spread eagle, like, <laughs> pushing ping pong balls out of her or something, you got to keep that and shit. And it was on the bike when I got it from the junkyard, <laughs> so I'm like, oh, it's got to yeah, stay. That's, got, that's a piece like, of the dude, bike. Dude, I raced all over the country with that thing until... One day it disappeared. But. Yeah, and and it disappeared, and some fool is gonna find it with the metal detector in that track, like <laughs> twenty five years from now, and have like the most epic gremlin. So it does come from World War Two. Uh, a lot of motorcyclists got in. A lot of a lot of flying aces missed that flying feeling and got into motorcycles when they returned. Mm-hmm. The Hell's Angels were actually an Air Force squadron. Right, an, an air right. squadron, and they became a motorcycle club after that. No, everybody forgets that they were an air force. Plus, squadron. after World War II, there was a lot of surplus bikes. That people a were lot of surplus bikes. A lot of flatheads were cheap. People were missing the camaraderie that they felt mm-hmm. in the war, being part of a platoon or a squad or a legion, and they started clubs because of it. And the Gremlin Bells <clears throat> on the Isle of Capri, they would send a lot of RAF. Uh, Royal Air Force pilots and a lot of U.S. bomber pilots and a lot of GIs in, in general, but mostly from what I've heard, it was Air Force, would go to the Isle of Capri in order to get some R&R. <laughs> and on the Isle of Capri, for hundreds of years already, there had existed this legend of this little boy who was a shepherd, and he was following the bleats of his lamb, and his lamb, it was leading him toward a cliff, and the archangel, Michael or, or Damien, I forget exactly who it was. I think it was Michael. Charlie. 
Char- the arch archangel <laughs> Charlie Charlie's angels came down and saved this little kid from walking off the cliff looking for his lamb and gave him a bell and it said hey put this bell on your sheep and now you'll never lose your sheep and you won't mm. wander into dangerous territory and so the monks on the Isle of Capri made these bells and they often have a clover on them and nowadays mm. they have chicks doing spread eagle they You're have right. I have seen a lot of clovers on these bells yeah. at the dealer and shit yeah yeah, yeah. And the original Capri Bells were from these monks, and they traditionally had a clover on them because of the legend, and uh, and that was it. And so when these when these Air Force pilots from the RAF or the United States Air Force went over there to R and R, these monks would give them these bells as a form of guidance. Uh, that's basically it was a patron saint of guidance or whatever, and. So when they got back and they got bikes, like you said, the surplus of bikes, the sensation of flying with counter steering and leaning and all that shit, it's more like banking an airplane than 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 driving a car or Jeep. They would stick these bells on their bikes, and that's where the whole gremlin bell came from. And the legends have gone berserk since then. So it's, you know, oh, the road, they pick up gremlins off. I've heard people write in, they pick oh, yeah. up gremlins off the road. They keep gremlins from getting on your bike. You know, whatever from from Wiggins, it was always they keep you from winning races. Like it yeah. depends on what. Well, you're- <laughs> the ultimate form of this nonsense, and, and I will and I will call it nonsense. And fucking hero, I'm about to. You're the hero that motorcycling needs. I'm about to really deeply piss off a number of listeners that have no business getting pissed off because they've never fucking been. They feel deep down like they're part of the history and the heritage, but they're just <laughs> assholes with TV subscriptions. The fairies at the Isle of Man TT. Oh, yeah. Okay. So at the Isle of I Man... I think that's something I would do, though. Like, just out of uh, an abundance of caution. If you're... Th- I, I, it, I, again, I, I think it's whatever. It's putting power in some sort of supernatural thing that isn't real instead of just really owning the reality. But anyway, these racers, it makes them feel better. And if you don't do this, if you walk past these certain number of bridges and you don't like, like kiss a rock or turn around a few times or throw a penny in the water, whatever it is you're supposed to do at these various spots around the Isle of Man TT to like keep the fairies happy it means someone's like gonna die or whatever. And someone right? died, so someone didn't do it this year. Yeah, right. Well, yeah, people like die, but they don't die, die because like of everybody. fairies. They die because they're doing 173 miles an hour Pete. on a public fucking Pete. road. That's Pete. why they die. Pete. With no runoff. Pete. With no and brick runoff. walls. Wiggins, Pete, hang on. I want you to prove this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, where's my data? Uh, so the, the now, if I was at the Isle of Man TT, I would do it because at this point it's such a strong thing that if the you lore. don't do it, yeah. it'll spook the riders. Well, and there's something, and therefore I think it is likely that they would be more likely to crash because someone would tell them, you know, this fucking asshole walked by and was like, "Fuck the fairies," and like grabbed his crotch <laughs> and blah 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 blah. If I was there, I would respect the fairies because I do believe that if I was just like, ah, fuck it. Word would travel and some racer would hear it and he would feel less secure on the fucking road and it would spook him and therefore he would be more likely to have a crash. I think but in too, general, like- if everyone just agreed that there's no such fucking thing as fairies, <laughs> maybe we wouldn't have to go hey, through this whole charade. Hey, but I think at this point, it's also just fun. Like if you're at Isle of Man, it's fun. 
But there in, is a bit. There is an element of fun. But to in it. Scotland and Ireland, and I know Isle of Man's not in either of those, but it's sandwiched right between them. They like have a lot of Irish big, road racing, though. It's a big tradition there. Like fairies are a big thing. Yeah, so is alcoholism. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm not saying I agree with it. I'm just saying if I win, I agree that alcoholism thing, is a big thing. Like it's just kind of fun to be like in their tradition, kind of. Yeah. So right. So but that's kind of the same reason I left the Gremlin Bell on the bike. Yeah. It was with it, so it was kind of fun to have it. And then like the spread eagle chick just made it funnier, but it was Mom, like, it what was are you there. doing on a Gremlin Bill? That's what I want to know. <laughs> Write in creative writing podcast at gmail.com. But Pete, are you ready for a bonus? Because Pete brought up a good bonus. Sure. A real good bonus. The bike blessings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The bike Uh-oh. blessings. Yeah. I, I I am very curious about the ethics of the bike boat of the bike blessings. Because so let's say you okay. Let's say I believe, or you believe, someone believes in these mass bike blessings, right? Why are these only happening like the week of Sturgis, right? I Why is these? Times. And then and then have how do they account whenever they bless these bikes? So it is true that uh, uh, like accidents per mile driven are greatly accelerated around Sturgis. But Sturgis also is like the greatest concentration (laughs) of blessed bikes. Wait a minute. Yeah, but it's the greatest concentration of fucking retards, too. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) We can't use retards. But you know what I mean? But these bikes are blessed. What do you mean? Yeah, but (laughs) blessing a bike's not going to fix stupid. (laughs) It's like if you're 99% stupid and you get your bike blessed. Now you're 98% stupid. I'm just saying that. So if you're only 10% stupid, now you're only 9% stupid. <laughs> but that other person's still 98% stupid. I had to turn down my mic for a sec. <laughs> so, so there's the bike blessings, right? But also, like, so, so they, 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 they get all these people together and they bike, they bless the bikes like in mass, right? right? So, so, and here's the thing if you go to Sturgis, this is the thing. Uh, you've been I've to seen Sturgis. it at like Cook's Corner. I, I've never seen it at Sturgis, uh, but Kim, I'm sure you've been it to Sturgis, right? Yeah, she's been to Sturgis and she's been to Cook's Corner. <laughs> right. So Kim, you go looking at birthday cake. Are you texting your husband? I'm trying to find a picture of that bell, like with the chicks spread. Oh, man. oh yeah. she that wants that bell. This little goody monkey Sturgis wants a bell because a huge number of people at Sturgis also haven't changed their oil in six thousand years. <laughs> you can like a lo- what the churches yeah, do. They only the churches, ride it at Sturgis. They trailer it to get it there. So they ride for a week a and lot they of that. park it for you. So there's so, a lot of that going so, on here. So this ride your bike to a church. Uh, at Sturgis, right? They do like the pancakes and everything, right? And they get these people, and then they're asking for like donations and stuff from all the riders, right? We well, can't have then, holy water for free. And then they also have like a ride through oil change, <laughs> and they'll have like Amsoil and Pennzoil and all. I'm not kidding you. You roll up their Harley, and they'll have like a fucking like dude in like overalls with like a fucking patch with a cross on it and he'll get under your bike and he'll drain it out and they'll put new oil in Will and then drain- they'll say would you like us to bless the bike would he drain yeah. the demons out of the oil though that's what they're doing <laughs> and then they'll ask you of course like you know you want to make a donation because they'll say like, it's a free oil change we're just asking for church donate you know and of course like you know every like eight like eight people give nothing and then one guy gives them two hundred dollars yeah. right let's let's and, yeah let's talk about the economics of free right right let's, exactly yeah uh but but like they do the the bike blast but right you get pancakes now here's the thing 
You get pancakes. You do get pancakes for free pancakes as well. And it's pancakes and oil change. Pancakes and oil change for free. It's a fucking Sturgis thing. Hold I'm on. telling you. I'm what if they get the oil mixed this. up with the syrup? I know. I, mean, I, I know, right? I've, I've seen bike blessings best. out here. You know, yeah, from I've what I've read like, about hey, Amsoil, yeah. I'm not sure hey. there's a big difference. I what, think they're just putting caro in your what bike. What weight? Caro, fucking caro. What weight would you say syrup is? I mean, it's probably like 90 weight. It's think, straight up like semi-diesel. Yeah, I might have some Caro <laughs> over there on the shelf that I accidentally put I in think, my course. I think Caro is just SAE 90. But uh, <laughs> ask the API what Caro is. We'll That's why you out. get your so, blessed so when you eat shit from uh, the, the syrup, well, here's the thing, though. be okay. So the dude asks you, like, would you like me to bless the bike or whatever, right? He shames you into it. Do you, Well, <laughs> you can say yes or no, whatever. But if you say no, he's not going to do it. But if he believes... It has a real effect. Shouldn't he just quietly to him say himself be like, no. And if he, he quiet, doesn't do like, that, quietly, isn't he a dickhead? Yeah, he thinks to himself, this motherfucker's gonna die next year within the within the next twelve months. Yeah, he's, he's just like, going. Fuck him, he can die. I don't he's care. Like, yeah. He's Boy, like, should've should've paid paid Jesus no, listen, heart, listen, what have let Jesus into your heart? Fuck this rider. What are the ethics of listen, the bike bless? It's what, weird. What he thinks is, hey, I guess I know whose funeral I'll be officiating this, <laughs> later this year. This yeah, they get asshole? your business either yeah, way. Either way. <laughs> so he's down like a clown. I Yeah, I, I'm fascinated by the ethical implications of the bike bless. It raises so much many more interesting questions than is it a thing? It's, well, it's more interesting of whether or not they believe it's a thing. If you're honestly religious, then you believe that you're being protected at all times by maybe. God anyway. That's maybe. kind of what I would think too. I don't know. Maybe. The Lord works in mysterious ways. He does ways, work in mysterious ways. ways. Childhood Who, cancer is still a thing. Listen, yeah. answer, you, riddle me that. You tithe to the church when you're a religious writer. Who do you tithe to? I mean, mm. yeah, they, they want your money. That's yeah. A lot of it. You got to give somebody your money. Who is it? And uh, th- was, it the la- was this the last that one? That was a bonus. You promised us it would be the last yeah, one. Yeah. But then you, then you, you tacked on another? the bike blessing. <laughs> yeah. Last urban myth. You can have sex on a motorcycle. All right. I'll while pull. it's moving or while it's still? Either or. Yeah, you could. With yourself? I mean, they make those little. Like, we just opened a can of worms, folks. This show is going to be a whole those other episode. Pillion seat dildos and shit. Yeah, listen, I've done a lot of dumb shit on a motorcycle. I'm sure it's possible. I haven't done. Just that, get but. blessed before, so you don't wreck. D- or, get or blessed would, before sex. Would, That's the worst well, fucking blessed. advice I've <laughs> ever heard. Better be would married. It be dangerous <laughs> if, if premarital. <laughs> Hey, if a priest fucks you, are you blessed? <laughs> if you're going down on Father Murphy, are you? Uh, what's if the difference? How like? much pancake syrups involved? Here's yeah. the thing: if you're old enough to legally ride a motorcycle, Father Murphy's not interested in you anymore. That's true. Mm. That's true. Maybe in the safety course they show you how to like have sex safely. MSF safe sex on the the monk safety course. federation. I think you could do it. The motorcycle sexual course. The motorcycle, <laughs> yeah. The the monk safety federation. It'd be safer not moving, but it's doable. I have video evidence. Otherwise, and I'll show you guys after the podcast because I don't want to. Not doable. No, that it's a hundred percent doable. You? But you that's have to own a Harley. That's video evidence supporting. The only sex I have seen on a, a two wheel vehicle is on a scooter and on a Harley. 
So any other vehicle, apparently it's not a thing. Oh, actually, I did see a chick giving a guy a reach around on a sport bike once. That was in person. That was a little awkward. But Wait, uh, so the chick was on the front? Sure. You said a reach around, right? Yeah. Oh, no, I guess it could be. I always think it. Never mind. Yeah. Yeah, you're flipped or something. Yeah. They were in. Do, they were doing an inverted dive. There was a MIG. It was, it was a bunch <laughs> of shit going on. Anyways, folks, that is our podcast for this week. If you want to learn more about uh, motorcycle reach motorcycle sex reach arounds, that'll be the next episode. Uh, what I've noticed from this podcast is that motorcycle urban legends, apparently, even though they're quite not a thing, they are a thing. And also that Pete doesn't like to pass the uh, he doesn't puff puff give. I think marijuana is legal in uh, Colorado. Mm-hmm. You need to pass those stickers, pass those patches. It's legal down. here, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, but I want you to give those stickers. <laughs> he was just showing you. Oh, patches. I yeah. <laughs> Keep passing them over. Uh, and yeah, if anybody knows the origin of the Alfa Romeo sticker, I'm gonna throw this to Pete real quick. Dude, a fucking dragon eating a man. Nobody, nobody. Yeah. yeah, that's how you pronounce junk in its native language. Yeah, the, I have often worried about this because this is St. George's Cross. Yeah. It's weird because the dragon's a symbol of Wales. So the Alfa Romeo. The red dragon's a symbol of Wales, not a green dragon. Oh, that's true. You're right. But, but it's always come across, the Alfa Romeo thing has always come across as very British to me, even though it's not at all. Right. So I have no idea. Um but it's eating a guy. Like, it, look, go go look at Alfa Romeo. So a lot of the Italian brands, like, because so in, in Italy, like a lot of like the regions and the towns have their own shields and things mm-hmm. for whatever reason. Um, not Ferrari. Be, Ferrari just likes the prancing horse. Yeah. But like Lambretta is is named after like the 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 lamb something like the Lamba River or whatever. But okay. A lot of these uh, Italian makes have a lot to do really with the region, the town, the history, the, the heraldry and the flags of those places. Yeah. So that's some heraldry we're seeing so there. That's, of some yeah, sort. it's essentially it's it's heraldry. It's yeah. a drag as a serpent eating a fucking man is Alfa Romeo. And I think Alfa Romeo should start making motorcycles. At the, I, actually I think they have. Caterham has. Cadram, yeah. Caterham has. Uh, I don't think Alfa Romeo's made a motorcycle. Yeah, hopefully, maybe not. Maserati has. I mean, a lot of <laughs> who hasn't, right? Am I right? Wait, uh, did Maserati like, or was it just that one a few years ago that was like the weird prototype that wasn't a real Maserati in like the early '60s bought a company that was already making motorcycles and okay. badged them Maserati. Then they made some slight tweaks to them, and then they gave up after like five years. Yeah, so wasn't it Maserati or maybe it was Aston Martin a few years ago did like that weird prototype, but it wasn't really. I rideable. feel like Aston oh, Martin. Every major really, car yeah. manufacturer yeah, makes a motorcycle <laughs> about every ten years as a complete stunt. Yeah. Oh, do cars anymore? Bicycles too. Anymore, they don't actually make them. They just release a three D render I've of a bike that, a that they. Think they might make and didn't Ducati and Lamborghini have that like special mustard fucking color? Yeah, uh, the Duval or whatever. Yeah, it was yeah, the Diavel, and it was and and it was like however. mustard yellow for Ducati and red for Ferrari or or Lamborghini or some shit. Maybe I don't have those backwards. It was yellow for f- Ferrari or Lamborghini. Yeah, Ducati does like Ferrari edition bikes yeah. every once in a while. Yeah, there's a legit a Lamborghini superbike based off a like a K1000 or something. Not K1000, KZ1000 something something from like the 80s. That is truly horrific. <laughs> I, 
it's it you know like the Ferrari Testarossa those weird things up they the side of the it bikes. those were on the bike but it was a Lambo bike a Lamborghini bike not a it's all right, folks. We are going to hop out of this episode. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit more about motorcycles, but I want you to check us all out on Instagram. Check out Nokomoto Podcast, of course, and you can c- contact them at nokomoto at gmail.com. Uh, contact at nokomoto. Contact at nokomoto podcast.com. You can find Wiggins at wig09 on the Insta Grizzles. You can find Kim at Dawson's Freak, which is the most amazing Dawson's Creek uh, Instagram shout out I've ever heard of in my life. And you can find me at uh, creative writing podcast at gmail.com. Check us out on the web at creative writing.com. One, two, one, two, three. All right, everybody, you know where to find us. Check us out on the web, creative-writing.com and uh, Facebook, Instagram, Creative uh, Writing Podcast. Check us out on Reddit, creative underscore writing. And check us out. We have a Discord. Uh, if you're a patron, uh, the Discord link should be a sticky note somewhere. The Patreon Patreon page changed, changed so I'm going to have to go in there and, and edit it a little bit. But yeah, in the meantime, get out there and ride and uh, send us your social slam ideas and uh, any fun ride stories and all that fun jazz to creativewritingpodcast at gmail.com. And in the meantime, until then... Check out this fat jam that Junkie made out in the, uh, the garage one day when it was just him, motorcycles, and his dumb guitar. All right, everybody. Peace, grease, and uh, I don't know. <laughs>